Goldberg. Hello, and welcome to the Salacast on Sunday, the 16th of July, 2023. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Bird. And Robert Kemp. Woo-woo! Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> I, wasn't the, I wasn't thinking of doing both parts myself, but then I was like, I'll leave that all wrong. <laughs> An excellent call. Oh, that, pass me by that reference. What's Bird woo-woo? <laughs> oh, we, we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, it's a, a few I podcasts think. ago. Uh, my my mum bought Miles a... Uh, a toy where you, oh yeah 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 you put, right. push a button on it and it just goes bird woo woo and it plays a train <laughs> noise train noise instead, instead of a bird noise is that still going strong it hasn't fixed itself I mean we still haven't got that here no fortunately that's that's still it still oh, okay still it still let me on you still don't have any noise making toys in this house yet oh there is one okay there is one and uh, well apart from like jangling and crinkling there's a lot toys. of jangling and crinkling toys yeah but <laughs> not, like, not one that plays samples there's, there's yeah. a musical turtle okay which has like three massive buttons it's attached to the jumperoo thing that um uh, our friends the barlows uh, kindly gifted us um yeah there's, there's like massive buttons and it just goes dong don't, you can make it play annoying music, but we turn that. We don't put it on that mode. Just, just, <laughs> just, just pushing the buttons just make it, it makes it go dong, and then if you leave it alone for a bit, it sort of has a going into standby, I guess, sort of sound effect where it sort of either plays like soothing ocean noises, like a, or it'll go. <laughs> Not really appropriate for like matching those two sound effects together. <laughs> yeah. It's, Fortunately, he doesn't. I don't think he's that interested in the pushing the, the noisy buttons. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> Can you get away without any of those toys? I mean, it, does, it doesn't I mean, seem like it's depriving a baby of that much. No, I'm not, like, I'm not, I mean, yeah. Is it is it enhancing his musical ability just listening to tones? But well, it's more like I guess the the, the one the like the train we were except not is like that's more about learning language right because it's saying the yeah. actual word yeah it's association <laughs> i suppose as well but surely like babies like cotton on more if it's their parents saying it than if it's some random <laughs> well that depends on how much you want to sit there and parent <laughs> slash, <laughs> slash hand it off to a digital device it's hard to know how much he's actually like paying attention to in terms of association <laughs> at this point because you know when you get the maximum amount of enjoyment out of singing badgers, badgers, badgers to him. Or, uh, That's maybe the worrying part then, isn't it? Yeah. How many times are you going to say balls and then that would just be the first word that he knows? <laughs> balls. Balls! I don't know, is, is, the B sound's probably quite tricky, isn't it? Like making the making a B as opposed to a D or a M. Maybe, I guess so. That's why Dada and Mama are like... I don't think that's why. I mean, no. I, I don't, think, don't think the syllables are why that makes that more or less easy. Ma- presumably mama is the easiest right because there's Probably. no yeah that is literally just a mouth opening and closing to make a m sound it's not really much else to it whereas b's and d's involve some amount of skill yeah <laughs> the plosive nature of them enhances the funniness of Badges. Oh yeah, absolutely. Balls. Absolutely. He, he, yeah, I think we've definitely proven Miles loves a plosive. Yeah, he's a plosive fan. He doesn't love a plosive. I mean, sometimes it's just enough to just stare him in the eyes and go poo 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 poo, and he loves that. So. <laughs> just see the plosives. 
I mean, he's quite fond of actually just look you looking away for a few seconds. It doesn't have to be very long. And then just looking at him and going, boo, like the least effective. Right. There you go. There's the B plosive again. Yeah, the least effective jump scare in the world. But that seems to work quite well with him. <laughs> he likes that as well. Although he was pretty happy with me just saying jiggle, jiggle, jiggle to him earlier. <laughs> he, he likes that as well. But I don't, I don't know what category a J sound falls into. Are you doing a Louis Theroux rap situation? <laughs> I have heard that rap music... Yeah, um, I, know, I know someone who was uh, telling me that, that rapping ludicrous works quite well with their child. <laughs> so, Specifically ludicrous? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm yet to try such a thing. have to try a few different artists and see which... I think the only sort uh, of bit of lands. ludicrous I could really remember is the, is the sort of like featuring section he does on Usher's yeah <laughs> I, can, I can remember most of that for obvious reasons well yeah because I remixed it <laughs> did a remix of, of yeah. Usher's yeah I think your remix was superior to the original in my view to me it's not it's not that synth that annoys me about that about about Usher's yeah it's that sort of uh, at the end of like every bar or something there's like a someone with a triangle just going to town so it's like so it's like you know a proper hip hop beat sort of dum dum boom boom dum dum yeah dum ding 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 Will Ferrell there with a cowbell yeah just after after the length of a song that gets pretty irritating to my ear just this 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 very high frequency ding ding there you go that's my music critique for the week Usher's yeah 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 so uh, apparently when um, R.E.M. wrote um, Man on the Moon obviously it's about Andy Kaufman but apparently they were trying to get more years into a song than Kirk Cobain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, you yeah, know, the, the yeah. chorus of lithium is just the word, yeah. So they were like, <laughs> yeah. we're going to go, yeah, 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 between every single bit of the verse, and then we'll get more years in than you. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but then but then lithium is mostly just one year, isn't it? It's like, like yeah, it's one long year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's still one. Still only counts as one. The Gimli thing. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He, they way they way outclassed <laughs> Kurt, Kurt, Kurt on the number of years. Well, I don't know about the ratio of years to a full chorus that's nothing but yeah is hard to top. I'm sure there was a was that I don't know if this was intentional beef, but like or an intentional plan. But I'm sure like Limp Biscuit and the Insane Clown Posse did, did the same thing with the number <laughs> with the number of fucks in a song. Well, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. obviously. <laughs> they, a, they, like, number, a they, like, they like number it yeah. in, in, like, as part of the lyrics as well. <laughs> like, in that one specific song that's designed for that one specific purpose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the insane cloud posse like had it, had it, had them completely like blown away. Well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if that came after the biscuits attempt. <laughs> There's still a thing, right? The gathering of the juggalos is still going. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I think so. I don't know if they put out music. No. 
Maybe they worked out how magnets work, and now, <laughs> now that's the, how they make their money. They've completed their scientific endeavours. <laughs> yeah, so that's, yes. that's the end of it. <laughs> what else is new? Guess what's yeah. back on the high street? Oh, high back street again. specifically. Leaks? Yep. Oh, <laughs> oh, so no. back. Tell a friend. It's, a, it's, a, it's a yet more <laughs> indication of the same thing that we were theorizing, where like it's a right next to a place that they've literally only just fixed. Mm. So it's like all they're doing is moving the problem because of whenever they do work, they must just like because of the way they have to cut off and repressurize and all that kind of stuff. It just forces more pressure into new areas that aren't prepared for it, and then the leaks just come move slightly further up the line. <laughs> I was wondering if there's like some sort of not so passive aggressive like rebellion going on inside Anglian water. Like, so the, the, the guys are coming out and they're doing what looks like work, but they're not fixing the issues. They just well, no, somewhere it's like, Because it's, it's not just here now I've heard this about. Like, it's like I was saying, it's like it's clearly got to be just one of those like corporate work mandate things where it's like you're only allowed to work in this exact zone. So anything you see like 10 feet further away, don't just ignore that. That's, yeah. not, that's not your current job. It's not your problem. <laughs> Yes, I've got subcontractor thing. It's like, no, you're not you're not allowed to work on that. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But like But I'm sure on most of these leaks, especially like this one where it's been that that the original leak there must have been fixed like I don't know, two months ago at this point, probably. Mm. So it's clearly just like damage that they did at the time has very slowly opened up to make a new leak to buy now. So there wouldn't have been a way for them to be able to tell that they were doing that they were fucking it up then. No. Well it's because yeah. It must be pretty difficult when it's all underground to actually see if you've made well, sure. made a problem down the pipe. Yes. Which is clearly what's been happening on this street, right? <laughs> yep, very clearly. Um, just move the problem a few feet. Come back and do it again. Apparently it's been happening in Berry St. Edmunds as well a little bit, this sort of this sort of thing, like move, moving leak issues. Apparently, if if I wanted to go into work one day, I wouldn't have been able to because they closed the site because there was no water at all. <laughs> Good times, oh, really. Yeah, good times for Anglian Water. Get it together. You're, you're you're on blast because the Happy Canada has so much weight behind this. Well, I mean, they're arguably doing better than certain <laughs> other water companies right now. <laughs> what, what is it? The, the London right, one? Thames Water. Thames Water. Yeah. Thames water that's it. Well, I've still got water coming. Well, yeah, we've, it's, like despite all this, there's, there's a leaking on my street and all that stuff, and them sending me alerts occasionally saying like we fixed the problem. And I'm like we're just sat here going, what problem? It's not never actually affected our house yet, so we've been mm. good. I guess there'll be a point where it creeps up the street enough where maybe we end up on the wrong side of it. Well, but. maybe, but it seems like it it's happened on like either side of your house essentially, and mm. the bit that's down one end has like moved up, and now it's started going back. <laughs> like it's it's gone back to places it had already fucked up. Maybe we've secretly got our own pipe. We've got like some secret supply. Maybe, we're we're maybe, not on the grid, baby. Or maybe your pipes are, are better due to, like, I don't know, when when they had to do the oil tank work or whatever, they were like, oh, let's look at these water pipes as well. Mm. Yeah, maybe, because I guess this this house was built slightly later than most of the ones around it, so I guess because it came later. Maybe the pipes are still fresh. <laughs> yeah, maybe you've got, like, a couple more years until your pipes get all fucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a precursor. We've been warned. Pipe time. Need some of that pipe dope. 
The no. what? Dope up those pipes. Yeah, pipe dope. Pipe dope. Pipe dope. What is pipe dope? Isn't it like the, the sort of gluey stuff that holds joints together or something? That's like, <laughs> what oh, they call yeah. it in America. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever seen the the goop version. I've always seen the tape version where they wrap the joint in that like white tape before oh, right. they screw it in. That's the same thing, but just is in it? a different form. Oh, I didn't know. It's just meant to make the seal better. I just thought that was a, like a lazy way of doing it. It's like, we won't we dope this properly. We'll just We'll just... Put some masking tape on it. <laughs> Not masking tape. It's a very specific kind of tape. Okay. Well, that, that reassures me a little bit. It's not even really tape. Like, it's not sticky. Mm. It's just that because you're wrapping it around a bit of pipe that is then in, a, in like a screw. It's then squeezed into it, I guess. Yeah. Pipe dope. It's fun to say. Pipe dope. Dope sounds like you're kind of... I'm thinking of... Drugs. Doping of, yeah, uh, not drugs, but like, uh, <laughs> it seems like it's something you add to something, doesn't it? When you, 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 you don't, you don't. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. In silicon. That's what that's yeah. called. <laughs> but that's why, where it comes from, presumably, does it? Like, uh, is, is it a silicon sealant, the pipe dope? No. Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. But it, the dope in silicon isn't the silicon part, it's the other stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, oh, silicon, you mean in the, the, like, making chips? Yeah. Like, uh, like computer to, chips. To make it yeah. semiconductive, you have to dope it yeah. with another thing that's not silicon, <laughs> I believe. Silicon's just the medium. Yeah. The medium of dope. <laughs> so weird. It's a dope carrier, I suppose. Definitely drugs. Definitely drugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the outside... Um, the outside world. Bitching. Outside world bitching. Have we got any in- inside bitching? Well, you can... Um, you, we can, we can uh, raise... Grousing. Oh, we can raise the first uh, instance of the uh, the apartment department as we talk about Dan's fancy smart curtain thing. <laughs> fancy curtains. I it's not the first time we've talked about them, but... <laughs> right. Well, oh, yeah, we, we, did, we didn't give it a name before, did it? It was like we didn't, we didn't, we didn't go into flat chat officially. Yeah, flat chat. Well, yeah, I upgraded my curtains situation, which was a whole deal uh, because I have like floor to ceiling picture windows around my living room and in the bedroom as well, so they like require significant coverage. <laughs> but I, the, my additional thing was my. Um, Electric blind as well in the in the bedroom to cover up the annoyance of the security light that flashes in my window at night. I saw the little thing. Yeah. I didn't realize it was like two, like it could move from both the top and the bottom. Yeah, so create like a weird bar of blind. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I don't, it's not necessary to have the, 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 but yeah, it kind of you can get it to completely float right and move the but the top separately. So you could have the bottom of the blind at the bottom and the top halfway up. So you could do like a weird like burlesque show or whatever behind it if you <laughs> yeah. want it. You can, you can, you can host your own going. episode of Naked Attraction out your window. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's an advantage, I guess. Uh, but yeah. Um, had a bit of it's quite cool because i was wondering well when before they arrived i was like well where's it going to plug in i have some plugs but how am i gonna but it all goes flush with a battery or whatever uh-huh. that clips in behind it out of view and you just need to unclip it and, and charge it up but it hasn't or, needed charging yet could you hook a solar to it instead so it's just you know because it's out the window i guess so yeah yeah I mean, that's probably an option but yeah it's all quite neat and tidy um and yeah so I set it to, I had a bit of trouble connecting it to the 
because it has of course it has its own you know hub thing just like the hue lights have to have their own oh, bridge sure. that you plug into yeah. your router this thing needed its own thing that you plug into the is router it, is it Zig, um, zigbee and z-wave or something and just didn't almost certainly is yeah. uh but but when they they Matter. when they left they they had um tested the hub to make sure it worked presumably but they hadn't factory reset it so i was it and it was impossible for me to get it to connect to the to the blind because it was already connected to a bunch of stuff in their showroom or whatever mm. <laughs> so i had to call them but managed to figure out how to reset it and then it was fine um and then i set it up to uh open the blind in the morning that's the idea so i get the light even though the, the with the curtains closed then the light will come in through the curtain like mm. a nice sheer curtain um and then i had it i was like oh i'll have it close at sunset that'll work so i put that into the app and it didn't work but i think it started working i put a backup like just close at you know 11 p.m in case the other one hasn't mm. worked um you but wondering it seems like to have started working i wonder how that would that sort of because it's the, the mechanism of the top and the bottom i can understand like how that how like a standard blind would appear to like a system like smart things or home assistant right where a yeah. blind is probably a standard thing yeah i think i but, can attach it to home kit or whatever i want but i haven't bothered with that but, but yeah but, but the bit that i wonder about is because it can move in those two different directions it's like do they count as two how does it how does two it represent things. that yeah does it count as two blind motors yeah. like one from the bottom and the top and you have to somehow like control well, it certainly those. does i mean in that that comes with it you can like you know sl you get a little screen where you can slide them independently sure. if you want and I'm, then set and then set a preset away yeah but i, I, I imagine that... the inbuilt app has it all like nicely abstracted yeah. away but i don't know well, for an open standard to work with maybe yeah, that's common enough that that can be an open standard. yeah yeah that's what i mean like, i wonder if that's got to that yeah. point um uh, i haven't yeah. tried it but i need it to stop slightly before the bottom of the travel because the, I've still got some skirting board there, so it never goes fully to the bottom. So I've got like a preset save so that it mm. stops before it hits the skirting board, uh, which I could remove. I could remove the skirting board, but it's fine. I don't need it to completely cover the bottom of the window. Um, but yeah, it's quite endless fun. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, was yeah. that video just showing up. I'm never going to actually use that, like, but I do will use the the opening and closing every day automatically without thinking about it that is awesome and it's a big 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 thing so that was the big thing is the well the fun thing is the motorized smart blind but the big thing is actually just nice curtains to be nice, honest nice <laughs> uh yeah. yeah it'd be nice to motorize the blind in here i think just because actually we, you know it's not not super difficult but i do have to reach over my desk to get to the the, the Extremely first world problems yeah exactly but, but <laughs> yeah they, but the thing, is, thing like, is like yeah. because it's a traditional blind right they put the cords to change the 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 slat angle at one end and the cords to actually move the blind up and down at the other end and I can, and it's one of those like pretty dodgy mechanisms where it doesn't work quite quite right. You know, you know, you sort of pull it a bit, and it goes goes up a bit, and then stays there. And then you want you, you want to try and get it down, so you pull it, do the thing where you pull it to the side or something, and then it doesn't come down. Anyway, you stupid bloody things. I don't like that. Don't like that. And of course, like the way I've got my office arranged, it's like that's now tucked behind monitors, so it's even more awkward. But motorize the thing but when do you ever get to actually put those blinds up rather than open no them? i don't i don't think i'll ever actually put them up properly if anything i want better blinds so i can like put a blackout behind the the monitors because there's there's always some light leakage in here always 
And if I want to get, if it's I want to get bedrooms, it doesn't matter that much. It doesn't matter that much unless I want to get the um, the light gun out <laughs> because the light gun sees the leakage through the blinds, and uh, it's a bit too. It, it's, it's you know, yeah, it picks, it, it can screw up the um, monitor recognition. Doubly extreme first world problems. I know, I know. <laughs> Buy a blackout blind well. just for my gun. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the de- apartment department. <laughs> it's the uh, co- the condo correspondo. <laughs> the flat chat. <laughs> the condominiums. <laughs> Condominium continuum. I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of something as follow up. Condominium continuum. <laughs> I can't even remember what makes it a condominium. It's something different, isn't it? Is it, it, is it a specific way... thing like, that makes it that over an apartment? Is. I think so. Or is that just the American version? Because it's like, it's when one person owns the whole building or something, right? And then they're, they're like apartments, but it's... But then that's how a lot of... Yeah, just... I, that's what I'm saying. Is it just like, that's just the American word for what we would just call like a block flat or whatever, but just owned by one yeah, person slash company. Yeah, but apartment like that most of the time, right? You don't, you don't own... Or is it the opposite, yeah. opposite way round? Where in the condominium, the individual ones are individually owned. Right, well, you know, the, the, the building as a whole is some kind of, like... Co-op or something. Yeah. Hmm, maybe. Still can't think of a decent word for chat that ends in E-M. Or... <laughs> Condominium proverbium, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Um... It says, unlike apartments which are leased by their tenants, in most systems, condominium units are owned outright, and the owners of the individual units collectively own the common areas, like the roof and the, I see. Yeah. the halls and stuff. So I think, technically, I mean, I'm a, I have leasehold, right? So I think I'm actually, it's just an apartment. that There is a freehold that owns the, yeah, so you, the you, lift, lifts not, and stuff, which is a council. You're yeah. technically not responsible for... The, the the roof of the whole building, right? Some, some no, area. I just pay whatever. It, Whereas if it was a condo, I suppose service charge. Yeah, I suppose like everyone in the in the building is collectively responsible for the state of the building's roof. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would be annoying. I'd that would be quite this. annoying. Yeah. <laughs> but someone would have to. But you would be able to go on the roof if you wanted. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, but that's shared area. That's slightly different, right? That's like even in blocks of flats like stairwells are considered shared areas and therefore yeah uh, that's true block of flats condominium consortium you'd have to join one of those would that mean you'd like actually own multiple blocks of condominiums if you're in a consortium of condominiums I don't know As of 3rd of June 2009, there are 12 condos in England and one wow. in Wales. <laughs> Individual <laughs> in, condos in or like blocks of condos? Block, blocks. So 12 condos comprising 97 units in England. Wow. And, what, and one comprising 30 units in Wales. So yeah. the only places with that system in England and Wales. I guess the, the UK kind of figured it was a pain in the ass. Yeah, maybe it's changed. I mean, 2009 is a while a while ago. Mm. <laughs> anyway, fascinating. There's your condominium continuum. <laughs> uh, this is a podcast about video games. <laughs> well, it, it did continue that chat on slightly longer than I was expecting. 
I mean, we were talking about condominiums because of SimCity 2000. Yeah, which basically. is related to, <laughs> yeah. to video games. It is a video game. And uh, presumably they will be present in the upcoming City Skylines 2. I guess. I don't think they're actually... Maybe? I don't think I've ever noticed them being called condominiums. Like, I've noticed apartments mm. and that kind of thing. Was it SimCity? Yeah. Were they even well, mentioned explicitly in SimCity or was it SimTower? Where... Oh, good question. No, I it, think was, they it was definitely. We, Sim- I mean, we picked it up from SimCity 2000 for sure. For sure. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure the the ones in SimTower were also called condos, right? The ones, the actual living areas. Surely that was that's wrong, right? Because they they clearly don't have responsibility for that building. No, it's in ro- SimTower. No, but they do buy the 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 unit the, yeah okay so it's a one-off payment for, it's not like rent unit but so they definitely buy it mm. yeah but that's more like the apartment like i have like that's yeah. not a condominium but yeah. i mean doesn't make sense who is SimTower. running that building in sim tower really is it you yes Ooh. is it there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yes <laughs> What else game? did we have in Sin City 2000? I think we there were like two different um, industrial chemical plants with 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 big um, big gas tanks or whatever. But one of them was like one of them was like brown. Oh, no, no, wait, yeah, like, the flat ones. Yeah, the burgers and the moldy yeah, burgers. Yeah, burgers because <laughs> because we referred to the the brown healthy looking burger as McDonald's and the moldy looking green one as Burger King. I think at the time, rude. <laughs> I know it was rude. I mean, yeah, you two did have a McDonald's preference back in that day. At the time. I, I mean, it was maybe different. Maybe it's the other way around. I've, I've always, maybe it's the other way around. I've always been singing for the king. It may have been the other way around, actually. That would have made more sense, potentially. Things were different back then. <laughs> in fast food Man, terms. I mean, if you ever wanted one of those, like, God, I'm getting old moments, right? That I saw the other day. Oh, <laughs> I'm getting them every day at the moment. I know. So. <laughs> like, I saw, I saw on, like, on... There was a McDonald's ad on TV where they introduced, like, you can now have a saver meal, right? So it's like one of those little burgers with, like, a drink and a small fries or something for the same amount of money that we used to buy a Big Mac meal. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's oh, wrong. Inflation. Yeah. Inflation stations. Yeah. <laughs> Cost of living, mate. <laughs> BK fact. What? Well, no, BK, the Big Mac factor, isn't it? They still use that as a economic yeah. Um, marker yeah it makes sense and apparently that taco store opening by the way in Ipswich really we'll be getting some tacos soon in the switch in the switch yeah we're getting a taco bell I think they are popping up I, it always looks so unappetizing though I don't even want to try it particularly I don't know um, I mean I love my Mexican food but I, I, and I'm yeah. super intrigued because I've never had a I haven't really ever eaten out much Mexican, I guess. I mean, big ass burritos in Cambridge, notwithstanding. That place rules. But um, Nana Mexico in Cambridge. Yeah, that's what I mean. Well. Nana Mexico is yeah. big ass burritos. Oh, it's like the same yeah, thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure it's their tagline. <laughs> like, right. Okay. Fair. Um, yeah. Nana Mexico. Yeah, that place is. Oh, oh excellent quesadillas. Um, Yeah, I love I love Mexican, but it's just it's I don't know. There seem to be many places that or, that have like a what I would call like a, a 
a satisfying Mexican meal. Like even even with like restaurants that like like Chiquitos existing, but but you know it's Chiquitos. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit. Mm. Yeah. I think I've been there once and it was like. Yeah. Or you go to like these other restaurants that have like a fajita stack or something, or like a sizzler. They bring out the tower of all the pieces so you can make your own fajitas and stuff, and it's like. It's never enough on those stacks. Like, give me twice as much stuff and I'll be happy. They were a bit of a letdown. So maybe a cheap version of that from Taco Bell means I can just order twice as much <laughs> and then be satisfied. Mm. Well, you'll have to report back. Are you going to try it as soon as you can? Yeah, probably. Well, I don't know. As yeah, soon as it seems a can in Ipswich, it seems like a bad idea because when that Tim Hortons opened, it, like traffic got mad. Like it, oh, was, it was backed up. Isn't at that, that Tim the, the Canadian place? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'd rather try that than uh, personally than it's Taco Bell. It's not. It's not great. It's not great. It's not great. And in that's fairness, I didn't try their coffee in right, and that's the that's the thing. Like Tim Hortons coffee is supposed to be good, like coffee and a donut. Mm. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Like we a admittedly, type thing. admittedly, we had it as a, like a like a replacement for a McDonald's or something. We had we had a, we had burgers and, and chips, and okay, their chips oh, are see. okay because they're yeah. like they're like waffle chips, I guess, like or those sort of like like hash chips, that's sort of like a grid a grid of chip. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Those things, and they're sort of southern fried mm. seasoned, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is so they're they're quite nice. Um, but yeah, the burger wasn't anything i talk about like at all should have gone should have gone to burger king you know should have gone to mackie d's um i could have even gone to have a you know even a kfc burger is more satisfying and that's not even beef It'd be weird if kfc did beef one thing that has come in london anyway uh is popeye's chicken and that's pretty oh good. yeah yeah so if that pops up in Ipswich, definitely give that a go. Mm. I mean, we never got so that we'll Five chicken, Guys. Supposedly we were going to get a Five Guys years ago, and then it happened. Oh, that's a shame. Those are good. Yeah, I like a Five Not Guys. It's pricey, but um, excessively yeah, pricey I mean, for what it is. But yeah, but it is nice. True. Five Guys. Just you know, just mix it up a bit. That's all, I, that's all I'm asking for. Just a, a bit of variety. Says the man who is quite happy to have pizza every week. Yeah, and the same pizza every week. Yeah, Not even a variant. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but having the option feels good. Its existence feels good. But unfortunately, feeling good doesn't make capitalism work. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a family thing yesterday and uh, my cousin had pizza oven situation going on and oh. yeah delicious delicious pizza uh it was really really good um you're gonna have to get one rob at some point <laughs> i was i took a picture of it because to, so we can look up the model because yeah. he'd obviously done the research or whatever but it was like amazing i have to come up with a quicker dough recipe <laughs> or something because my dough recipe takes forever that's, that's the reason i don't do it more often because they, they often do turn out delicious but they, they do take on take a while to make properly yeah, all the dough and everything. Yeah. yeah, they had all that pre-prepared for us or whatever the dough. Mm. So we just had to flatten it out and uh, add the toppings. Yo, I've got dough for yo, but yo, for show. Yeah, dough for yo for show, bro. <laughs> 
we've got away from video games again somehow. Back <laughs> <laughs> to pizza. I'll tell, you what I, I'll tell you what I discovered this week. What's that? My 3DS doesn't play DS games. Apparently. What? So, you know how every... Has it never done that? Well, we don't know. That's the trouble. This is the first time I've tried, in fairness. Probably. Yeah, I reckon. So, uh, yeah. I'm a bit bit annoyed about that, because I I don't think I've ever ever tried it on this. And this 3DS is not super used. Like, it's not... I wouldn't call it well-worn bit of hardware. But, uh, yeah, it just doesn't want to play classic DS games uh, at all. Not classic in the sense of like, oh, I won't won't play the good games. I'll only play the bad games. But like, I mean, just yeah, pre pre three regular DS. Just won't did do they, it. when did they get to the point with the DS where you couldn't also plug in a Game Boy Advance game? Like uh, my light, I has, think all of the DSs had that, right? It. Even even the DSi, I think, still yeah. had the Game Boy port on it. Yes. Yeah, it, it just I mean, it, it would weird, play. The it would play. Just stuck out. <laughs> no, no, GBA carts slotted in nicely, but I don't think they could play Game Boy Color and Game Boys. Yeah, um, they would run GBAs, right. but not, right, right. not 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 pre that. Not all the way back. Yeah, you couldn't put in your 1980s Tetris cartridge. <laughs> no DS, you could not. No. Yeah, so I tried well, you that. You could slot it in, but it wouldn't work. <laughs> well, I don't yeah. think you could put it in because it had that groove. That's that's how Nintendo oh, managed yeah. their cart management, isn't it? They have their little... Right. Every di- different cart looks almost exactly the same, but it just has one little extra bit that sticks out slightly differently. Yeah, just to make it, just to make it not fit. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay. Like, like, the DS and Clever. the 3DS carts are very similar, but apparently, like, this isn't actually all that uncommon that 3DSs can't read DS because the, 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 the original DS carts are slightly thinner. Right, and that could be a problem for getting them to sit nicely in the slot. And sure enough, I can only make this work with one game, and that is Mario Kart DS. And as it turns out, not even my copy of Mario Kart DS. I don't know where this cartridge has come from. As usual, um, I'll have to I'll have to figure that out because I, I, I definitely unlocked everything in that game, and I haven't on this version. Um, anyway, yeah. I, I, with that, if I, you know, the, the the DS cart has like a clicky thing, so it clicks in. Yeah. Um, so if you press it with the DS on and at the at the menu means the 3DS on and at the menu screen, if I press it in and hold it in, it, like before it clicks back out that little bit, it'll recognize the cartridge and say, "This is Mario Kart DS." Hmm. Now, if you're lucky and you very <laughs> slowly release the cart till it goes into its like properly nested position. It'll stay on, and you can play the game, and it runs just fine. Um, but most of the time, it will, when it clicks back into its regular position, it'll it'll go. Any other cartridge I've tried doesn't do that. Like it's just Mario Kart DS that that trick works on. But to be perfectly honest, when I got that game running and I played it for a bit, um, I'm not super happy with how the 3DS like put displays DS games. They 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 look to my eye, a tiny bit blurrier. Like, and like did like, you set it to not stretched? There's an oh. option for that? Yeah. You can make it so that it just black borders oh. so that it keeps the resolution. Otherwise, it's basically stretching it widescreen almost. Oh, yeah. It wasn't doing, it wasn't going widescreen. It was still like, 
you know, the ratio of the top and bottom of the screen. It was and like, I, th- it was I like, think you can set it to like it. real resolution as well. So it just makes it tiny no. on the 3DS screen, which is not <laughs> as helpful. No, because yeah, it, it didn't look right because I noticed like, if anything, it, like it looked like it was also applying some sharpening to the image because edges looked wrong. Like there was a little bit of, uh, glow to, unless, around, yeah. around around unless around you've things. got a cart tilt problem <laughs> a cart tilt yeah because it's not making contact correctly and so uh, you're, you're yeah. getting weird glitch i don't know I don't, yeah that seems that seems like a very consistent odd thing but anyway i didn't i didn't even realize that was an option i didn't i don't know where that would be in the 3ds system but because you can't because you can't do it while the game is running well no obviously because like, it doesn't keep the 3ds ui enabled or whatever uh, yeah, okay I'll, I'll have to have a look but also I shouldn't have to. I won't have a look because that 3DS doesn't bloody play anything I want to play on. Well, I mean, if um, if if the theory is the carts are too thin, then like stick a few layers of sellotape on the back I, of the cartridge and see if you can fatten it up slightly yeah, or something. That, that didn't work either. I did try wedging some paper in there to try and <laughs> try and add some uh, add some pressure to it because some people have reported like putting a bit of pressure on the label side of the cartridge. Yeah, I guess it's definitely the top side mm. to push the contacts downwards. Yeah, so that hasn't worked for me either. Um, um, I, yeah, so I've not been able to get, um, Ridge Racer DS to, which is what basically what I was coming at it for to, to load up on it. Um, so maybe getting ahead slightly of what I have been playing. Cause I managed to play, I managed to play a single race of Ridge Racer DS on my old, old DS, my launch DS, the, you know, oh. the beastly, horrible, ugly silver thing that that was so weird that that came out and like, what. Well, wasn't really derided for being like a weird lunchbox right it's, it's such a strange device that launch DS. Well, it wasn't that yeah. weird <laughs> I mean, it was fairly well you liked it zach yeah uh, no one else liked it <laughs> you just liked it well, I, don't think there was any, I don't think there was as much problems with it as people said there was i, mean, I guess because it's beefier than most ds's it is like yeah, it's you actually didn't know that tiny, at the time. Didn't know that at the time no but like in retrospect it's actually probably more comfortable yes. than most ds's to hold well it has less sharp mm. edges was the mm. thing that i liked about it compared to even yeah. the dsis right yeah the dsis had all kinds of sharp edges right on where your hands are yeah and it, yeah the light was pretty similar as well um better constructed devices but they're yeah not not as comfortable to hold. Anyway, I think my 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 old DS was fudged in in many ways, and as it turns out, I I thought it was just a touchscreen that was balked on it. No, its cart reading is also slightly balked. Um, <laughs> so I didn't get very far. Uh, I, I got through one race of Ridge Racer DS, and then it then it just went black and started playing static through the speakers, <laughs> which is like, oh, that's new. <laughs> that's a fun little problem. So anyway, um, I'm trying to source a DS at the moment. Um, uh, my brother, who that must be relatively straightforward, wasn't it? I mean, like there's, a... there's plenty about, but they they're more expensive than I thought. Still, no, like, really. I was trying to hunt a DSi XL because it's like I want I want the big screen, but you're, you're probably looking oh, about yeah. looking okay. about fifty quid. Um, and I thought, right, okay, I thought they'd be a little lower than that. Three DSs, by the way, still hold their value. They're still quite pricey, um, especially if mm. you want a new three DS XL, which fortunately is the one I have. But they're still quite valuable. Um, you know, in the in the hundos, um, hmm. uh, yeah. So I just I just found that interesting. It's like, so yeah, I'm going to try and get hold of my own uh, DS replacement because it's it's annoying having games I can't actually play. That bothers me. Um, I have the physical cartridges. I probably wasn't intending to go back and play all of these, but the fact that I can't play any of them annoys me. 
Um, maybe just maybe you should just invest in a ripper and just like actually do real emulation, uh, rip your own cars. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but then you still got to play that on well, an yes, emulated yes, platform. Not actually play it on a real controller. Yeah. I mean, I could. I could. I don't, I don't really want to attempt to mod my three. Apparently, like modding a DS isn't that difficult. Um, or well, I mean, you know, I, putting custom firmware on a three on three DSs, for instance, not that difficult apparently. But I don't really want to do that. I like I, if I if I was ever going to go down that road, I'd want to keep a clean one and then have one that I'm going to play with. Sure. Um, or you can just get an R four, I suppose, yeah. for DS, and, which I don't think they're cheap either. If you Probably want an R, not. If you want an R four cut, they're like they're they're not they're not cheap. Um, For all your piracy needs, or you know, play my own damn game needs. Um, anyway, that's my uh, my DSBS. <laughs> Just what you should know. Okay. <laughs> Just what you should know. I mean, that's your that's your it's my, hardware news. It's my non news. My non news news. Have we got any industry news news? There's a, there's a little bit of news. News. But not a lot, not a lot. Yeah, it's gone, gone quiet as you might expect after after a few rather E three. Yeah, <laughs> uh, after not E three, yeah. not E three. Yeah, nay three. You think it'll be not E three forever now because E yeah. three won't come back, but everyone will refer to it as E three. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how long that will last. Like it won't, it won't, yeah. it won't, it won't continue to be called E three. Well. Like by us, <laughs> because by, us. Oh, by we, people who are old enough to, to know, yeah. <laughs> we'll continue to call it that probably forever. Yeah. I suppose the younger game journalists. I mean, we won't, drop we, it quickly enough. we won't literally call it E three. We'll call it traditional E three time or yes. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Summer of games. But then we doesn't mean we no longer have an E three special episode, which we did. Yes, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Well, we don't. We probably can't. I don't really want to call it the the Summer Game Fest period either, because that's not. I mean, it's it, you know, it's brand. Summer Game Fest is fine branding, but it doesn't roll off the tongue as quickly. Like, what are we going to call it? It was oh, we're in FGF season. Let's go. <laughs> we're in Scuf. Scuf. <laughs> Happy Scuf, everyone. Microsoft have uh, won their court battle against the FTC. Well, not to... really won. Well, they've, they've won. A, they've won a part of it. They've won an appeal, I guess. Uh, the FTC are not able. Well, the FTC lost their ability to uh, make that preliminary injunction that we mm-hmm. mentioned uh, a podcast or two ago. Yeah, which is basically a delay in the they want, you know delay mm-hmm. the deal so the FTC could do more uh, to to solidify their position, I guess. Um, but that has been denied because uh, the court effectively ruled that the evidence the FTC. Well, the evidence that the FTC might be looking into to, that you know states that, that what, the acquisition is anti-competitive, especially on the front of court, Call of Duty, court basically said, no, we think the evidence points the other way. Like, current, the Call of Duty will actually be more available on other platforms as a result of this. Um, therefore, like screw the switch. you. <laughs> like, Apparently. Maybe the switch, yeah. <laughs> so, so you're wrong. So they have, they have denied the, uh, the request. Uh, I guess it doesn't necessarily mean the FTC can't st- won't file for reals to to block it. It's just I that, guess. you know, but because this is only preliminary delays rather than an actual we're blocking this 
call. But they must be pretty close to running out of time. Yeah. Well, supposedly, like it's like the next couple of days is supposed to be like like July nineteenth. I think was the date I read somewhere that is supposed to be the the closing date. And it's like, have they actually got any time left to do anything? But also, it's going to run longer than that because the CMA's position is still blocking the deal. Right, the UK CMA is still not. Yeah, but I don't know how that would affect like the FTC's thing because the whole the whole way the FTC specifically system works is like they have to. It's literally a countdown rather than rather than they're just being a like it's not when it's not when the deal completes it's a countdown from when you first hear about the deal that you have to right, do right. things as the FTC like when it's announced so if it passes that point and they haven't done anything that that's like them it's basically assumed that then that then they're fine with the deal yeah like if they don't try and block it then clearly it's okay that's <laughs> yeah. how it works in the FTC system. But I'm pretty sure that's on a countdown rather than a than related to the actual timing of the deal. Okay. So if the if the if the surely there must have been enough time on this countdown then for if the deal to be delayed, that countdown was running from announcement. There must be enough time. Well, I assume that that countdown presumably must like reset or extend if there's like alterations the to happens. the deal or whatever. Mm, maybe. Yeah. That kind of thing, because I mean, obviously, otherwise, otherwise, there'd be a huge loophole where you could say one deal right at the start and then, then wait for the FTC then... to approve that, and then completely change the deal yeah. <laughs> before it actually goes through. Yeah, well, yeah I guess that's true. <laughs> no, it's like this was not approved. Why? How could you do that? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, anyway, but that's interesting news. Uh, Microsoft so the UK CMA. Okay. thing is like got a new deadline of the 29th of august and they've extended it six weeks after them changing altering the deal yeah apparently which well, might yeah. involve like microsoft selling off the cloud market rights for games in the uk in order to get around the uk issue i mean maybe but why would they i don't know how that well it probably doesn't I don't know how that would work. Is what I'm trying to say. I don't quite quite get like if they sold off yeah. that part of the business. Does that mean it would be because the whole point is that it's like linked into Game Pass, right? At the moment, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Game Pass grants you access to it. So what would it would it be a Microsoft run thing, but it just couldn't be associated with Game Pass? Is that uh, is that the thing? I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. No. Anyway, I don't, I don't quite know how that would solve the problem. I think it. Basically, I think they'll find a way to make it work, right? <laughs> or they would, or they would just think... turn it off in the UK, and it's like, well, sod you. <laughs> yeah, I don't okay, know. It could well be. Yeah. yeah, it's like fine. We'll we'll just back out of streaming in the UK completely, and like we'll we'll put COD on PlayStation now or whatever it's called these days, PlayStation Plus, something, something. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get how that's gonna gonna pan out. Um, yeah, CMA are the last hurdle, basically, to the to the deal going mm. through. Uh, everything else isn't is well, to, is mostly clear. Yeah, as the FTC doesn't come up with something else. Yeah, yeah, Mo- mostly clean. Uh, don't fully understand the sort of Congress backlash against the FTC for this because it's like a- well, what, you read the tweet earlier and it used the word Biden in the tweet and then that tells you everything doesn't yeah, it it's a clearly politically motivated thing the Republicans just having a having a 
some beef at the Biden government, right? Because that's their their that's and, what they want they want to do. I and guess. also, I guess, like you know, the Republicans are the business political party, right? So you know, if there's something that's going to block a business deal, it's yeah. automatically bad. Sure. <laughs> On Ant- some level, anti-capitalist man. It's like, well, I mean, to some extent, it is anti-pure capitalism, but also, like, you know what? It's it's there to keep capitalism alive, right? That's the well, that's always the problem with monopolies. Yeah how 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 close do you let it get to being a monopoly? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's breaking your own your own fundamentals when it becomes a monopoly. You've got to protect it. Anyway, uh, I think that's the situation. I yeah, think I've missed anything. It, that's it for now. No, uh, anything important? Uh, Major Nelson's leaving Xbox amidst all this. Not, <laughs> not, not related. <laughs> not related. No. <laughs> I mean, he's been he's been working for Xbox for for over two decades at this point, and I think fifteen years of those are uh, in a public facing role. Right. That's, that's community a long, guy. Yeah, it's a yeah. long time. It's a long time in this business, anyway. Um, What's he been doing it, lately in I that role? I don't know, who, I don't know yeah. who else has been doing a community role for a company. You know, as being like the the face, I suppose, of the community for who is that for PlayStation? Like, who is that for Nintendo these days? Um, has that ever been a role for those companies? Well, that, that not for that? Nintendo. <laughs> They don't care about their community, really, on well, that level. No, Nintendo, the closest Nintendo got with that stuff was when they had regular Treehouse presenters. Yeah, um, but even that got shaken up. Right, uh, that's not really. Is Treehouse even a thing now? <laughs> don't know. Don't, don't think it is. So yeah, I, I would say it's a it's a long time to be. In <laughs> well, there. I was more saying that like. Can you tell it's a long time in this business? Because has this whole business been around long enough for there to be like, what is the longest time yet? Like <laughs> this, this might be the first time, first one that's expired. Well, the first, I guess, the first time it's been possible. You really? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's true. Anyway, good on you, Larry Herb. I, uh, I don't know. He's a bit of a face, isn't he? You know, he's a proper. Yeah. He's, re- he's a recognizable figure, so it's a slight shame to see him go. See him go. Um, uh, you know, he hasn't, time. He, he hasn't said what he's doing next. He just sort of labelled it as, um, you know, it's time for the next step in my career. So he's not stepping. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not retiring, but maybe but from work generally. But he might be retiring from the industry. But yeah, we don't. We don't know at this point. But um, yeah, fair play. Um, also, I would just always remember the year, boy. He did an extremely long year, boy. <laughs> it was good stuff. It was good stuff. Uh, what else is happening? Is that is that pretty much it, really? Um, that's going on. Yeah, I did see that that there's a deep TF2 update, but it's mainly bug fixes and stuff. But it did seem to result in like. A massive number of people jumping back into TF2 to the point where it broke the record. For some well, reason. what? I don't know if it's necessarily like a, a massive number jumping back in specifically for this patch. I mean, they had slightly built up this patch as being bigger than all the other bug fixing patches that have been happening recently. But mm. yeah, 
but like I'm not sure. I think it might have just been really on been, the rise. It's only really recently. been maintenance mode for years, hasn't it? Like, sure, but like the last know. year or two, they've been doing more actual patches and like, well, basically within the last two years, the the Steam community whatever posts have been like actually they've actually been making posts mostly about like community tournaments or whatever yeah just advertising those i feel like those never stopped but maybe that's just it's been way more prevalent in the last couple of years Mm. for sure but then like along with that has been a lot of bug fixing happening again for some reason still haven't you know ever resolved the bot problem but now that maybe now that there's enough players it will like the bots will become less obvious it won't last though will it (laughs) yeah I don't think it'll last. No, maybe. Well, maybe it's because maybe it's one of those like self-fulfilling things, like you know, where the 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 wave has got people like, oh shit, does that mean I can actually play TF2? Yeah, exactly. And so they go in and have a have a quick blast. But yeah, you're right; it won't last. It will fade back again. But um, and when you say it broke the record, like it's like the record of the last five years or whatever. It's not like the literal all time. time. (laughs) I mean, if yeah, if it was like over the last five years and it's like sure i believe that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i don't think it yeah evidently it's not of but then <laughs> but then online gaming is much bigger than it used to be and it's constantly growing well, so tf2 is free i suppose yeah <laughs> you know if, if you've done anything to claw people away from the fortnights of the world you've done you've done all right but it's not like it was advertised hmm. like <laughs> they didn't suddenly bring everyone back in by being like putting youtube adverts or something for team fortress or anything if team fortress 3 existed today like if they they announced a tf3 but they won't because valve is afraid of three yeah um would would it do well would it i, I i'm not sure it would like I'd be hype for getting back into some modern TF, but uh, you know, built as well as Overwatch, say. Um, oh, I right. as Overwatch one. I have to, you know, I'm not <laughs> hold my judgment about Overwatch two. Still never played. I'd it. be enthusiastic about it if it was, you know, still that kind of game and they didn't try and make it like Overwatch or <laughs> any of the mm. other. If they if they'd stick to you know what is at this point like. Basically, quite deathmatch, but fancied up. <laughs> like, right. that's, that's kind of what I want. I mean, I, I'm still trying. Like, it was ever since Overwatch came out, I'm still trying to narrow down. I think what, what your opinion of that is. What is it about Overwatch that is not that to you? Um, it's the, the whole. I, it's the whole heroes thing, right? It's like it's but then TF is heroes. Yeah, but it's not really. It's like that's classes and heroes are different because the heroes is the skills rather than the guns, right? It, that to some extent, like they do. The heroes have unique guns too. Yeah, but they don't. They have like a gun. Well, no, there's something they have two, I suppose. <laughs> well, they have a secondary. Yeah, but yeah. But it's it's not really the same where everything is based on that. Like in TF, all you have is the guns, and sometimes the guns give you a ability of some kind. I guess. I mean, there are variants for the primaries, right? As sure. Well. Yeah, but that that cha- that mostly only changes the like shooting profile, not like how you play the class or anything. Apart from the medics case, I guess that's the one. That's the one kind of exception where it, like it well, majorly changes the whole mechanics of the class. Well. Is that true? Because like, if you're playing the soldier one, where you have to blast them into the air first and then shotgun them out of the air, that's a different play style to if you're just rocketing them in the face of like the not super air. different though, because you're still really aiming rockets at people's feet because that's how the soldier plays. 
I mean, I guess, but then, uh, especially, is it, is it, you've lament, well, because Overwatch doesn't really have loadouts. Like, a hero is a hero. Yeah. yeah. Is, is that what you lament on that front, really? Is that? Well, I, and because, like, then you're in, then the, solution to that to that lack of content is to add more heroes which is not i don't think that you're better off making loadouts in that's why team fortress worked better for me because it's like it's still the same class you still have the base movement stuff that's all the same it's just the guns that change mm. you don't have to have an entirely different character not the i the, not, not like the characters in overwatch have like super different movement profiles mostly mostly like yeah. they've got the slow ones and the fast ones <laughs> yeah the one and the occasional one that can climb a bit more or yeah or has flight i suppose but you know i think the i think maybe the actual problem is cooldowns right that's, that's just like there's cooldowns yeah that's, 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 not, that's the, not that's not really a thing gun. in tf is it there's no such well yeah it's just like you get the occasional power bar or whatever that sometimes they charge up and sometimes there is a cooldown i suppose like is there? you know like the the bonk or whatever with the drink you have a you have a limited time limit and it's a cooldown after you've used it oh i sort of didn't realize that yeah oh and like the crit cola same thing oh, and then the, like the charge the charged version of that off the gun yeah that is the same thing yeah that is the same thing it's the same thing but there's generally only like one yeah it's not many <laughs> per class there's not many i suppose like you're, yeah, not you're, dealing, not build, you're not building an ultimate. Apart from the medic, obviously. But that's a different thing. The Uber. Of course, yeah. Is, it's the same game. <laughs> it is, but it's not. <laughs> Basically, you want more Southern American styling, is what you're saying. You want some more uh, twangy guitars. And well, I mean, it would be, nice be nice if the styling of TF2 had survived. But, you know, that's never going to go back. It, it didn't. No game no. has no game it maintains its own style now, really. No. Ah, maybe Splatoon's pulled it off, Apparently but its own not. style was mad anyway. Well, I mean, there's less external influence on the style yeah, of Splatoon. Spl- Splatoon is just clothes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if Splatoon got as popular as Overwatch, it would not maintain its style. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it would be what would it be what happened with TF2. As soon as you get the crossover, where like now you can yeah, have exactly the Deus Ex guns in TF2, and it's like, well, that's just fucked everything. <laughs> would Nintendo ever do that though? No, yeah. but that's why Splatoon survives. What, what's the best yeah. like <clears throat> the airport? What game works best that yeah. does do that? Like, um, what game is best? Maybe like, well, it's um, Fortnite, basically, what they do, what they where they can just throw anything the in there. Oh, for, yeah, but Fortnite. Fortnite is everything. Fortnite, yeah. Fortnite is the Super Smash Brothers ultimate but, of, of shooters. Yeah. It's Super Smash Brothers I mean, ultimate. Super the best. Smash manages to keep something, though, doesn't it? It's not a total, even though, because Super Smash Brothers is designed from the beginning to have all those crazy characters in there and still somehow maintain a consistent oh, a look, look yeah. in some ways. Yeah. But I. Oh, I mean, that's yeah. what Fortnite does as well, basically. It's like, yeah, the stuff they put into Fortnite yeah. is stylized in the Fortnite style. As much as I hate mm. to admit it, Fortnite does have a style. It might not be a good style, yeah. but it has a style. <laughs> yeah. And there is a lot of... But I think it's, again, to, to, because to it's use... designed from the start to for that style to be adaptable to... Well, yeah. not from the start, start but <laughs> when they right. realise that they do that, yes. Maybe when they were onto yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a there is a definite. Um, I'm going to use your your most hated football parlance. There is de- a definite quality to to 
to Fortnite's work, even if you're not into that style, right? They do, they do. Oh yeah, they put sure. effort into that jazz, and you you can see it. Clearly, the one that succeeds the most is Rocket League because they're just cars. <laughs> you can't, can't <laughs> yeah, fail at putting yeah. a car into a car game. That's, that's true. You can put anything you want in there no. as long as it's a car, and it will be fine. Even if it's a transformer. <laughs> well, I mean, that's even better. Yep. Yeah, drive. Yeah, it's probably ideal for that, right? That's a pretty good one. Yeah. <laughs> it's much more limited scope, obviously, but <laughs> can't really fail. I mean, Lego, but there's never really been a single mm. Lego game that's done it all right. I, I suppose they were aiming that for that with Lego Dimensions, yeah. but that never really made it. But Lego is like the opposite end of the scale where it's yeah. the style of Lego overtakes everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lego at Lego. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, if the thing you're putting into the game isn't Lego enough, we'll make it Lego. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Is that the introduced? Yeah, I think it might be in the news. And the news had barely contained news, and we talked about other stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been playing some right. Fortnite. It's time for what you've been playing. I played a little bit of Fortnite. God damn it! <laughs> oh yeah, I played a little bit of Fortnite with Kippers. How was it? It is still the same. It's a mess, but I have a good time. That's the, that's the, the weird thing about Fortnite is, is like I don't understand it. I'm not sure I'll ever understand it. It's a it's a messy game, but I do kind of have a good time. I can't, I can't deny it. Um, I'm just baffled every time I boot that thing up. Like I boot, like the Wilds update was is the most recent thing, and so you get like these 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 intros to be like, oh look, there's this new area, and there's these things, and you can grind rails and stuff now. And it's like you're like, whoa, uh, and then I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, and then, it, then, it, then you actually get to the menu of the game, and neither Kippers or I could figure out for ages how we play the game. <laughs> Well, that's it's not necessarily. Like, that's probably intentional. That's like, probably a make people spend longer looking at the store pages kind probably. of design decision. There's like a play tab at the top, so you go to the play tab, and that's how you sort your party out. But then the thing we really struggled with is like when we because we, we wanted to just get we're, we're into zero build. We don't like the building mechanics in Fortnite, and then we're so grateful that zero build has been kind of promoted to be a just a main thing to the point where there was even a survey in game to be like how do you feel about the building and i could say i don't like it uh, <laughs> you know even even Fortnite are recognizing that not everyone likes the build stuff that made Fortnite Fortnite, um mm. uh which is cool actually um uh, yeah, so so we, we then you click on we clicked on the thing that we that you think is like it says there's there's no game mode selected. So you hover over this box and it says change and you click it. And what it then presented us with is this whole massive page of what I guess is community generated just stuff. And I'm and I I'm just sort of staring at this screen going, but where's the where's where's the Fortnite yo? <laughs> where's where, how do I just play battle royale? Where do I play the the game? Mm. I don't want it. I, mm. I, in the end, neither of us actually properly figured it out. Kippers found a link to the the zero build mode in a bit of in a sort of marketing page inside the game. He clicked like a banner ad for it, and it's like you can join it, join a zero build game. So he clicked that, and it's like okay, great, cool, and that got it got it into that box, and we could start a game. And it's like that is so weird to me. How like you, they make it so difficult to find how to play the game. 
yeah just have like some kind of search tag system where if you like put like official or something in there so then it would filter out only for the official game modes and then you could see it or something i mean i guess that page is like designed for where all of the like or presumably where all of the like un- Unreal Editor for Fortnite stuff is going to end up going, right? Oh, yeah. when, it's, when it's more than just maps and silly modes and it's going to... Yeah, I guess. They've made a place for it, but yeah, I don't know. I, that, that interface is... That game is baffling. It's, so, it's, like, it's pretty impenetrable, but... As I said before, some, somehow I, ha- I had a good time. It's starting to run a bit crap on my PC, is the other thing. It's like, yeah, it's it's pretty scalable. And you can oh, really? start turning it down, but on on its recommended settings, it's um, it's it, I think it's got like little load lags all over the place. Like it's having little stream issues on my PC now or something. So, so when like people ju- are jumping out the back of the the battle bus, for instance, there's like a little hitch every time someone jumps out, mm. um, and there's just there's just little hitches everywhere as you're traversing the the environment. So I've scaled back some of my settings so it's below its recommended um a little bit um and uh, uh yeah so like like mm-hmm. raw frame rate isn't a huge problem i'm still in the 80s to 100s on my aging pc oh but, that's good but yeah. but it's just the hitches right it's like the yeah, raw frame okay. rate isn't a problem but it's 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 got loading hitches so that's that's a bit of a problem um i just don't really I've never really figured out how the shooting works in that game, and I think Kipper's struggles with it as well because it's like towards the end game we can we can be doing pretty well in a round like playing we play duos zero build and uh, like so after after a while we we can feel like we're doing pretty well we'll have we'll have killed some guys and it's like just killing a guy is an achievement in that game sometimes in any battle royale game and it's just like yeah we got some dudes and we're, and we're feeling pretty good about our loot um and our station will be like fully healthed up and fully shielded up and we're like yeah this, this, this is going pretty well we're in with a chance and then we'll get one shot by some guy with a yeah. shotgun at 50 feet away and it's like okay how did you how did you do that like it's you're using mm. a shotgun at, at reasonable range and it just downed us in one hit and i like i, I and like i, I don't know I, I that's not how that game ever feels like it works when i'm shooting at people you see the damage numbers coming off and they're in like the 30s with 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 in in some sh- with you know how much damage I'm doing to someone on hit and it's like how how have you done over like two hundred in a in a shot I, I don't but of course the game's not going to teach me like why that was a thing <laughs> like or how they did that it's... yeah how do you look back and see what happened or I've, I've yeah. got no idea it's like it's, as I say it's just 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 the mechanics of that game are just so impenetrable and it's well like, surely you're meant to just spectate that guy right because it's automatically spectates it, it the spectates guy that kills him, you expectates him afterwards yeah um if your squad's out yeah then mm. it will then it will then it will swap the camera to the person who who killed you um but then usually tell you much no very little it will tell you what they were using what gun they were using and mm. it's like um uh you know, a lot of the time they're using a, they are using a strong gun, but not. It's not always something that I would look at and go, "Oh, that's an amazing weapon." Um, you know, sometimes it's a mythic, and we I don't really know how you acquire those. Like, how do you acquire? Yeah, we we get like good gear, but not like the best gear. Don't know how you achieve those. I think maybe you actually have to sort of do some of the weird stuff in on the map, um, like engage with some of the map specific areas and the quests and all that stuff. You can actually do it. That's secondary to the playing the battle royale game um and maybe that's how you get the uh the better stuff i have no idea game doesn't as i say game does not explain itself um 
But usually what happens is you get into a firefight with someone, they kill you, and then they immediately get murdered by someone else who's just gatecrashed the party afterwards. And it's like, <laughs> so I never really get to see how that guy's playing. <laughs> or, you know, you're in a party and you're impatient, so you ready up and play again. <laughs> Although fortunately you can at least ready up whilst you're still spectating a guy, so that's kind of neat. I like that. You can still watch what was happening to the to the rest of that game, the previous match, whilst you're matchmaking for the next one. Oh, that's good. Which is, I think that's nice. Yeah. Anyway, Fortnite. <laughs> There's something to it. I just don't know what that is. <laughs> it's so, it's so, it's a strange thing. It's a strange thing. And you really do have to pay what money if you want to look anything like the just a guy in combat gear. You know, that's that's the problem. You have to. There is no free progression, really. Like it's it's all about spending money which is a shame there should be more free stuff i guess that's just the way it's built these days right exactly yeah yeah there should be more free stuff uh yeah what else have we done um i'm, I'm putting off the zelda conversation because we'll use that for massive segues i suppose <laughs> um my dreamcast is out of the loft and i've been playing Oh, nice. 2001 banger Daytona USA 2001. You but, can tell because it's got 2001 in Daytona. the title. How, how long could you possibly have played that for? <laughs> I've played it quite a bit. Because <laughs> um, I actually, like, there's, there's like, a, uh, I forget how many cars you can unlock for it, but like, it was, it was never quite uncertain. On my save file for this, like, it lists, it lists the four cars you start with, and then there was a gap. And then there was the car I had unlocked in an awkward place. And it's like, oh, there must be more to, there's plenty more to do with this. I just don't know how to do it. Um, it's one of those. It doesn't tell you how to do things. It doesn't tell you what you need to, what the conditions are for unlocking more cars. So I, I, I randomly fired up 3.7 Speedway, uh, got myself a good, apparently the best time I've ever raced it on like my first or second go. Like, so I guess I've got better at racing games since I was playing this. What a surprise. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then uh, and then unlocked a car immediately it was just like okay great cool uh, it's a car I'll never use but it's added to the list so now it's got me intrigued You're like hey what else can I do in this game how, 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 how do I unlock all the other stuff and I haven't looked up the FAQ for how to do it so I'm just I'm just driving races it's a that's a weird game I'm not gonna lie like that the the, it, the the handling in this version of Daytona is generally regarded as twitchy and uh, a bit oversensitive and I can't help but agree it is a it is a tricky game to control um like it's just it's just super easy to get into a state where your car is sort of like seemingly steering of its own accord in the wrong direction and how you get then get out of it is uh, it doesn't feel quite right. The drifting doesn't feel like anything like how you'd expect. And it's it's hard to gauge what your like turning circle is going to be in the middle of a drift. Like it's it, it feels like the game is way more technical than you would expect, I guess is what I'm saying. Like for an arcade racer, it's like you don't just it's not like a criterion game where you just, just hold down <laughs> hold down the brake for a bit and then you end up in a power slide. You could do that at full speed whilst boosting as you can in burnout. It's not that. Um you actually do have to sort of properly slow to a correct speed and then drift around a corner. And if you don't get that speed right, you're probably going to go off the, the the edge of the corner. It's a, yeah, it's a surprisingly technical racer. Um, 
and it's hard as balls. Um, man, I think that's why I love it. It's like it's a it's a type of game they don't like. I keep saying about all these retro games. I go back. It's a type of game they just don't make anymore. Like it's yeah, the handling isn't realistic in any possible way, but it doesn't handhold you at all. And the difficulty of the game is the game. Like you 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 keep going until you get better times or until you get a better ranking in the uh you know. It's it's not uncommon to finish yeah. a race and it say you you placed fifteenth and you're like well, fuck, <laughs> but at least I got round the course in the in the time limit, uh, uh, you know that kind of stuff. So it's, there's 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 the epic amounts of room to improve, um, and it's fun to try and improve. And I kind of miss that in a, in in racing games. It's not something I've necessarily engaged with for a really long time, and I'm hoping Forza Motorsport when that comes out captures some of that spirit in me again like i don't there's there's something nice sometimes about not being flooded with options that you just go well i'm going to go onto this track and this car and now i'm going to go onto this track and this car immediately and not stick around and try and actually yeah skill up um uh but this 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 is scratching that itch for me in in quite a good way uh so i'm enjoying it um i had got my dreamcast out of the loft because i ordered a copy of Hydro Thunder off, off eBay, but unfortunately it doesn't work. Uh disc is in too much of a state of disrepair to actually run in my on my Dreamcast. So we'll come back oh, to no. we'll come back to Hydro Thunder at a later date oh, when I can acquire another copy. Um uh, yeah, I guess that's 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 just the risk, I suppose, with uh with disc based games. Don't always come out ideal. Uh mm. So I've been doing a bit of that. Daytona USA. Yeah, also, like, oh, it's the weirdest thing. Like, I fired it up, and, like, Gnome was watching me play it for a bit, and uh, and, and, I, and I just couldn't help yeah. but, like, yeah, comment yeah. on, like, this is the most aggressively 90s thing. I, <laughs> like, uh, like, <laughs> so like, 90s. Even though it came out in 2001, there's just, like, it's, it's maximum cheese. And I guess, like, all Sega games of that era were kind of that, right? Like, down to the sort of, sort of, to the to the cheesy uh i don't even know what you call that style of rock music like it's not really american rock it's just there's a there's a, a it's just cheese it's the cheesiest rock you can think of like uh, that, that's just yeah. what, 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 what it's what, like it bleeds into the kind of it's it's akin to the sonic the hedgehog modern 3d sonic j-rock thing kind of yeah but it's related not the same but yeah yeah it's like some of the some of the track music is just is just doesn't feel like it should be in a racing game like it's uh it's almost almost like a like a like it's a commercial or a brochure like a a brochure for for a holiday resort sometimes (laughs) like it's 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 strange um uh, but for the most part, it works. They also like throw in like I, I I think like most of the music in this has been like redone, so it's a bit more so that, so the, so you know the the quality of the production is slightly higher, but it's still like the original songs from the from the from the arcade and the the various releases it got on Saturn and PC and stuff like that. So, but but during the menus, like the, during the main menu, it'll occasionally play like the retro versions of the songs from the from the arcade version, and you see like oh yeah, these were quite quite rough when, when the games like originally came out. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, don't try to use it. 
It's, it's a fun game. They don't make them like this anymore. Not even Sega make them like this anymore. Not even them. Uh, but that's not all, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and I sort of, oh. with a, with a, in a, in a similar sort of like way, a similar sort of way, I wanted that kind of that feeling from Daytona USA. I thought I need a bit, and I need another throwaway game I can play on a on a modern console, you know, just for a short burst. So I fired up NFS Unbound, which is the the most recent Need for Speed game. What's uh, it called? NFS Unbound. NFS Unbound. Okay. Uh, this was the one that this was the return of Criterion, like as a named lead studio. Uh, oh. Which I don't think has been a thing since Need for Speed Rivals, if, if I remember correctly. I don't remember like Criterion being the lead studio on a game since then, and that's a long time ago. Um, uh, and you can tell this game feels like a Criterion game, like the way it drives and the way. Uh, um, oh, I'm just going to say it like this game oozes style, like it's. But is it style that makes sense? Unlike that I, other I, I think, game that we made a video of. Uh, I think it, I actually think it works. Okay. I, th- I think it nails it completely. So it's gone. It goes it leans super hard into like the old Need for Speed sort of underground that like vibe, right? So uh, thick modern hip hop, I guess, beats and graffiti everywhere, and cars covered in decals, decals, whatever they're, however that's pronounced. And just just really leaning into that that urban um, vibe, uh, and I think they nail it. Like I love, I actually really like, oh brilliant. I think they, I, <laughs> I, I I actually love the idea that they decided to lean on. Like the main game is a story mode. Like it, it's got a it has actually got a story that's working for me um, uh, in it. And uh, like I love the fact that they decided to not just stylize the world a little bit. Um, uh, the most obvious thing being like there's there's like graffiti effects around the car whilst you're racing, like the drift smoke that comes out the back is super exaggerated and like almost like a jet set radio kind kind of plume. And then when you do a jump, there's these big graffiti wings get drawn on screen that come out of your car, and sometimes they've got big air written on. It's 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 a rad look. It looks it looks great um, in motion. Uh, and uh, uh, but they but even the characters in the storyline they've decided to sell shade the characters in this world. So like at the start of every race you get a you you, you get a look of like your rival's guide like doing some sort of action in the driver's seat mm. and then it shows your guy just sort of. <laughs> in my case, my guy has seems to have massive lips, so the whole time he seems like he's just pouting at the camera. So he's just like, "No, oh man," <laughs> which is great. It, it, it looks real stupid, but I'm into it, and it's um. You'd think it would clash a little bit from like the realism, the realistic look of Need for Speed, but like hyper neoned and stuff like that. But and then these cell, every every human in the game is then a cell shaded character within it. But I think it works. I think it works really well, and I think it's they've they've struck the right tone for Need for Speed. Um, but I also think the structure is fun. So so the game plays the story mode plays out in like you 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 leave the garage and you enter the open world so i'm guessing getting the feeling of like i guess most wanted i guess was the last one we played that had the right, right. the sort of open world you played it didn't you Zach? need for speed most wanted um, like two races oh did you i thought you i thought you finished that thing the the, the red and white criterion one with all the weird like intro videos no. and stuff like that. oh really oh i thought you... we played it pretty much just for the amount that we videoed it oh wow i, I thought i thought you, okay 
I'm wrong about that. Um, but anyway, the stri- yeah, you leave the garage and you go to a meetup and you join a race and there might be a buy-in on the race. Uh, the whole point in the game is to try and earn enough money so you can get better cars, so you can enter a better uh, set of big money races uh, right. and to get back at your once friend who double-crossed you um, years ago and basically caused your garage to nearly shut down and things like that. So there's, there's, there's an impetus for you doing what you do. Um, and so you go out into the world, you do these meetups, but whilst you're driving around and going to those places, you might get like extra jobs to go pick up a fast car and go deliver them. And then they result in little challenges that you do in the world. And these, these normally come, uh, you know, fr- fr- frequently, like maybe one a day. But the p- fact that I mentioned day there is kind of important. So the idea is, is you go out and you do a session when in the world and a session can be any number of races that you feel confident enough in doing because, as, because if you do events, your heat level with the cops increases. Oh, so it has a star rating, a bit like GTA, essentially. So it's like your your they're, they're fire, and like you get one fire or two fire. Um, but as your heat level increases, the cops get more violent, and you have to make it back to a safe house in order to bank your winnings for the session. Um, and then when you then when you do that and you get home, you get your winnings, and you uh, you and then time progresses in the in the in the week and you and it flip-flops between day and night cycles but you have to you have to go through both a day and then a night to to clear your heat so you can so if you you bank everything you did during the day but you've still got the heat level overnight yeah. uh, and overnight you get bigger money challenges um so there's a there's there's a fun balance between doing enough in a day that you feel confident that you've done well but then to be able to also last the night because if you've got heat at the end of a race you tend to end up in a cop chase and then you've got to do a classic i've got to get away from the cops and i've found those pretty difficult actually the cops are no slouch like really? they, they oh. can uh oh. i've already managed to get up to a heat level four in a bog in a, you know bog class i'm going to call it like one of the lowest class vehicles in the game and got up into a pretty nasty cop chase because i just couldn't evade them or make the cop chase end um mm. and it only and it was it was exhilarating because this cop chase went on for fucking ages <laughs> and like just trying to try to run from the cops and it was great i was i was just like the the, the anxiety of like oh shit i'm gonna lose everything i've done um and, and that, that would have been I would have turned around and said this is the worst game mechanic ever had I been had I been captured but because I didn't and I did eventually get out of the situation albeit through a glitch um, <laughs> alright okay it, it kind of glitched out on me and worked out to my advantage but I had a great time up to that point it was that was, it was this game's pretty good <laughs> oh that's, that's good to hear I mean I, the I glory days return yeah I don't know if I've could have ever really felt like I could, well. yeah i don't know if i've ever really could have felt like i'd say that about a need for speed game for ages none of them have really seemed appealing but this one seems to land it so it's, when did this one come out then uh last year um right i want to say sort of middle of last year ish pound so cool but yeah well, it's, it's turned up on ea play so which is why i'm playing is it, that what made you play it yeah yeah so yeah, you can get it through your Game Pass Ultimate on 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 Xbox. Um, uh, yeah, so I thought I'd give it a punt, and I'm I'm surprisingly in. I, I kind of wasn't. I was expecting it just to have a have a quick blast and be a bit throwaway, but um, I yeah, it's hooking me. It's good. 
if you end up in epically long hop chase territory, it's not going to be a quick blast it's, it's, of a game it's either. De- it's definitely not. <laughs> it's not filling that role, no, um, because you have to you have to worry about the session. The session is a period of time you've got to invest. Um, but then, yeah, uh, and, the, and as I say, those sessions can run run a little long. You, like doing a single race isn't really a thing. Um, so, how do you find all the kind of cell shaded cartoon effects and stuff? Are they? I think they're brilliant. I think it, 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 yeah. it's it it's, it fits the vibe because they're not just happening yeah. on your car; they're happening on all the other street racers' cars as well. So, when they're drifting yeah. around corners, you're getting like various weirdly coloured smoke coming out of the back, and when they're when they're using their nitrous. Um, uh, you know, they, they get there's a little extra flourish that comes out of the cars, and I think it looks really good, personally. It's like it's it's a it's a unique touch, and on what is a fairly boring genre, I guess. Need for Speed is, and just driving games in general. Just I, I don't I don't know that there's been a huge amount of flair in them for a long time. That's why it's hard to get excited about the Crew Three or. Uh, honestly, mm. hard how or whatever that that game. It's not called the Crew Three, is it? It's got some other name like. Crew Kings had a <laughs> the crew, um, uh, or even then, if there was another Forza Horizon on the, the on the horizon, huh, uh, there would have been. It, it's hard to just be, well, it's just, it, hard to be excited for because I know it's just going to be another one of those. But that's where I, th- I think this this found a way. That's really good to hear that because yeah. I thought that like Criterion might be a shell of its former self at this point and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it looks like they're still making good, good driving games. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, I wouldn't say the handling is quite what you'd expect, like in, in a, mm. in a, in a similar way to, <laughs> to Daytona, but not, not at all in a similar yeah, way. It's not um, quite like Daytona. Yeah. But yeah, not at all in a similar way. Like the way, the way drifts work, it's not like, again, it's not like you can you know, like go into the endless drifts like you could in burnout or something like that. You couldn't go into the, uh, uh, the way the car handling it, like it, it even in, sort of encourages you to have perhaps experiment with a balance between like, you can drive grip style if you want, you don't have to drift everywhere. There's a, uh, weirdly, weirdly cars like, like once you upgrade them enough, you're in the ability to sort of shift how they handle b- between grip and drift styles, uh, and that's mm. it's just a it's just a left right slider on that. So oh, I'm, cool. So I'm playing well, mostly drift style, but um, so yeah, if you wanted to like get fine lines down, you could and drive it like a proper driving game if you moved everything into 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 grip style. But it's it's a pretty forgiving handling model. Um, but also, yeah, it also not it's 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 a it's in a weird place somewhere between arcade and sim. It's, mo- it's more arcade than sim, but maybe a bit more realistic feeling than you might expect. Um, I like it. I think it's a good game. I'm I'm surprised to hear myself say that. <laughs> thumbs up. Yeah, two two thumbs fresh from a Rob review. <laughs> Don't know about two thumbs. <laughs> Maybe, maybe still one fresh. Fresh. one on the knuckle. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's that. Uh, before we segue into Zelda, Zach and I tried one other thing. Yep. Which might be a segue to Zach. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, either way, I guess. Uh, we've played Deep Rock Galactic, the board game. Oh, board game news. Uh, Finally, you've been waiting for this for like oh, friggin', how long? Friggin' ages. It's been a, it's been a Kickstarter. It's been a very long Kickstarter. Um, <laughs> well, it wasn't really the Kickstarter's fault as much as the UK international tax. shipping fault. Yeah, but, uh, they they ran into some trouble getting shipping to the UK because of tax. 
um, and Brexit, basically. Brexit has screwed up procedures, and they, they had not accounted for it. Uh, gotta love politics. Uh, but the, the plus side, and maybe I'm biased because, you know, this thing wasn't, wasn't all that cheap, uh, so I want it to be good. <laughs> but I think, I think it's good. And it might need Zach's outside opinion on this. Like the rules that maybe could have done with being slightly better defined. I mean, that's like all um, all board games ever. Yeah, there was definitely or all some, of these this grade of board game anyway. There's definitely some ambiguity in the wording in places, yep. and you're just like, well, we're gonna have to make we're gonna have to make a judgment on what we think it means. Um, uh, but I, I think it works pretty well. Honestly, it's 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 more complicated than I was expecting. Actually, like, and not in a bad way. It, it does all kind of come together, but um, uh, there's definitely more. There's definitely more of a learning curve to it than I was expecting. But that's that's kind of cool because that actually keeps us in. I suppose that keeps us uh, uh, wanting to go back and do do a bit more of it. And uh, uh, yeah, for those that don't know, the Deep Rock Galactic board game is basically a a up to four player co op um, survival game where it. it you, you you like like the video game you drop into a cave you have to mine or collect a certain amount of materials and survive against the the enemies that are coming at you uh you have a time limit in which to achieve your mission and you also uh need to not die um if you want the success rating at the end everyone needs to get back uh, alive um uh and it's it's sort of mission based in the book, so there's plenty of different ways to play it. There's randomized elements to it. There's uh, uh, there's a lot of player agency, I guess is the right way to describe it. Like what you do really does matter into how that plays out, not just the random events. Um, you have a lot of you have a lot of power over the situation. Uh, and I think I think it yeah, I think it's a fun time. I have to get you in then. I have to get you in. I could play some Doug board game for sure. Yeah, and it's very well made. The pieces are all lovely. The the, the I've got the deluxe editions. All the like massive. <laughs> some of the oppressor in particular is a massive model um, miniature um, thing. It's um and it, that's that's all really nice. Um, Gnome has threatened to paint some of it, so uh, <laughs> we'll see. It. We'll see if we see. It. I'll see if I let her loose on that. Um, I don't trust myself to paint any of that stuff. It'll be a, it'll be a disaster. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, you need a a steady hand, don't you? To paint, you need that, that's basically the skill of Warhammer, isn't it? Mate, it's nothing I, yeah, to do with. I, I, it's nothing I, to do with. Yeah, you know, the board game. It's all about. It's all. It's all, it's all about the beautification of those miniatures, and it's like, yeah, that's yeah. a that's a hell of a skill. I, I I really respect people that go to the effort of doing that, and it's uh, uh I know a few, and it's like, yeah, re- respect. It's a it's a it's a skill. I think it's um, just a past the hobby. You just spend infinite hours doing it, <laughs> to, to, <laughs> sure. or whatever, and you get good, get good at it. Yeah, no, it's 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 good. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very happy with it. Um, the only thing I don't know at this point is like what their plans are for actually um, putting the game out to the masses. Um, mm. They have they have kind of said that the standard edition will at least get a get a mass release. So that's the version where we'll, like the None of the miniatures are actually like plastic models. They're cardboard cutouts you put on little stands, which, right. in fairness, might actually be more visually recognizable because they're, they're colored in bits of, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, when, yeah, when they're unpainted. Yeah. Um, 
And also and, and in a much some... smaller box. Well, there's that. Because <laughs> the box is enormous. And um, also maybe a few cases where they'll fit next to each other on the board slightly better. Because obviously true. they, they yes. have attempted to design around that. Like mm. certain like the way the oppressor is tilted up to the side to allow you to essentially put things next to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, because they're, they're, they're chunky ass models, they might, they might sort of break out of their box, I suppose, quite a bit. Um, uh, yeah, so I don't know quite quite how how it's going to be a, a attainable in the future. Um, they've already announced a Kickstarter for two expansion packs for it, though. Weren't those part of the original? No, there was a there was a miniature what they called the miniature expansion, which adds the goo bomber to um, oh, right, yeah. to to the event the random events that can come up. It's not actually doesn't actually add missions or anything like that. It just adds it to the event pool of things that can happen, which I now now I'm happy with the game. I now want and <laughs> kind of regret not not adding it on as um, part of the thing. But yeah, they've already announced they're going to do expand another Kickstarter for expansions to it to add more mechanics and biomes and more cave structures. Um, so I'm already hyped for that, and we've only played it a couple of times. So it's like I played I played it with gnome. Uh, once and I played it with Zach once and it's uh, yeah it's good it's good I like it good job Deep Rock continuing Great to deliver job. <laughs> <laughs> what an IP uh, and that's me I'm done I'm done cool uh, yeah we've done the done the retro we've done the done. new I'm games not, I'm not technically done I could, I could, still the same games. I could talk about it. Well, yeah we could we could just talk Zelda now if you want as uh, usual yeah go for it I mean, that's, I'm sure that's your game Zach <laughs> well one of them yes I think my discovery rate in Zelda has dramatically reduced okay but why I don't know like I just I just feel like I'm not finding very interesting stuff. Is it just because I'm skirting the edges of Elden and it's not very interesting? Like I feel like I'm back. Not, yeah, yeah, I'm not <laughs> it's quite, kind of sparse up there. Yeah, I'm not finding many caves. I'm not finding many unique events. I mean, the underpants guys were funny, <laughs> at least. Uh, <laughs> vaguely interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I just don't not sure. I'm really discovering stuff of interest at the moment, particularly. Found another dragon's tear event right uh, conveniently the one that, oh did we talk about this on the last podcast where i came across the the thing at one of those one of those memories that referenced other memories that i hadn't yet watched yeah um i don't know if we talked about that no, on, the podcast, on the but, podcast but yeah so the, the thing zach mentioned i think a podcast or two ago <laughs> except uh, when we had, but when, it wasn't the same scene yeah when yeah. i went to look at it i realized that it was actually a different tier that it's like the one that rob had found also does that where it uses clips from other scenes but it's actually like a lesser version of the one that i was talking about (laughs) the one that i was talking about does it much worse right so i've yet to see that one no um but yeah so i have now found the scene that that was in that scene that i had not yet seen oh right you see you've been done that yeah okay um without the game telling you to because that's what I was saying, right? Like, right, yeah. I I was waiting for the game to tell me to do that, even though I knew what I had to do to do that. Oh, so I haven't seen. Was it the 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 scene that references the other scenes? If that's what you mean, the one no, you were originally talking about. No, I found I found the that's the, another tier. Yeah, I, I just found another tier that was the one that I'd seen <laughs> indirectly. See, this is so so confusing to talk about. Um, Too many spoilers for that part. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just part of the freeform structure i guess it's strange it can't always work if they're going to do that with their cutscenes. but um well yeah 
but it's just that one cutscene in particular. That that one cutscene that isn't a tear and requires you to have been to a specific place, which you may do at any time or may not have even done by the time you're seeing these other tears that include that scene. Right. And as I said, also depends on like your pre-knowledge of Breath of the Wild and like why certain places might be important and why you might want to go there. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm pre- pretty sure I'd now understand enough to to know no a little a, you know a reasonable chunk of the situation yeah. Like, yeah but you still haven't you still haven't seen the tier that i said was the one with all the spoilers no, in no i haven't <laughs> somehow no, i haven't seen whatever that is although i did i did look at the map and it was like oh yeah i guess you might not come across that one very directly because it is slightly in the middle of nowhere okay hmm. so i've not been a gerudo yet or any of that no. part of the, that side of the map i've not been to i've not uh i haven't done a lot of the south i've only really just started progressing into a Carla from the top right side of the map. I've still not done any of the cubes. Right. Um I've thought another couple of the uh the, the gloom hand things. Right. Those are still a pain in the ass. But not any I did, different. I did a not much, any different. Not any different, but I did a much better job on those on those next couple fights than I did that first one. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know. Where, where are you at, Dan? You're the important one in this. So, like, reveal, reveal how much we can spoil. <laughs> oh no, you go for it. I mean, I haven't had a chance to play this week, but I'm hoping as soon as we finish recording, to get a chance. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, you're still uh, not still not at Death Mountain yet? No, Death Mountain stuff's fun. I think that's one of the. Uh, it's uh, it's, well, my, yeah. it's my favorite of the dungeons so far. Anyway, uh, the temples. Well, the only things that I want to bring up in the in the extremely late game, which I can safely bring up without it being too much spoilery or anything. I mean, I mean, it's more a matter of like these things that I'm about to bring up are so late game that Rob especially might never actually see them. So maybe it's okay, <laughs> right? I mean, it's possible because the the draw isn't starting to fade a little bit. You may have gathered from me playing all these other games. Well, this it's week, not necessarily like, the, just the, 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 just the, late game in terms of like you know the extent of the game. It's more like super completion-y late game I guess because I've discovered there is in fact a way to buy the cap Zonai capsules that you want oh it's just that you only get that after you've fully filled your entire battery <laughs> oh god right <laughs> so that's like 3,000 or more crystallized charges <laughs> and then you can start buying capsules directly I think I can I think I've got enough to fill out maybe another whole battery on it Another battery icon, but I haven't. How do you improve your battery again? You get the crystallized charges from the depths, and then you take them to the forge constructs. Like there's that one out the back of Lookout Landing on that little rock chunk. Yeah, there's a dude just there. Oh, there's one near Lookout Landing, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. right right outside the the. uh, the, Okay. um, So you don't have to go back to the starting island or whatever. No, that's where that's where you find the where you find the forge first forge guy. You can still do that because he's right next to a shrine. He's up next to the last shrine on the Sky Island. He's in that same room. Right. So you yes. could just teleport back to that shrine instead. But yeah. look out, okay. that works as well. Okay. It's yeah, because that's where I did it the first time, because I forgot about all the other ones, and so went back to the Sky Island. But, but yes, if you grind enough crystallized charges to fill out your entire battery, then you can just start using the excess crystallized charges to buy capsules specifically. Hmm. So, so do you have to... Grinding is in basically mining the depths, right? Pretty much. Well, if you want to buy them with Zonite, yeah, I guess. But like they drop off 
the big enemies and the bosses of the depths. So usually only twenty at a time. Sure, and all the like other chests and whatnot in the depths mm. will have twenties in as well. The rate isn't fast. No, not super fast, but. I mean, technically, I've completed my battery before I completed all the shrines, and I'm definitely not nearly done with the depths. So have you done all the shrines now? No, no. I'm still working on that. I've just sort of really started doing them in Gerudo now. Mm. I think what keeps me going with Zelda is the fact that, like, like maybe, as much as I, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of the depths gameplay, it does sort of break things up a little bit. You can go and just spend like an hour or two down there and make a little bit of progress and then go, no, I'm done with this, and then yeah. go back to the main game and be like, be like, mm-hmm. no, that's, this, this, is, this is a sort of different thing I'm doing in parallel. Sort of, yeah. And then the other late game, not really spoilery kind of thing I wanted to bring up was just a, a weird sort of decision about cooking because I'm basically I've basically finished as far as I know I've finished using dragon parts for armor upgrades so now I'm like well now I can use these dragon parts for weapons obviously right or I can use them for cooking uh because weirdly like if you when you take photos of materials like horns and whatnot You'll obviously notice that, like, you can take pictures of horns, but you can't take pictures of claws or or other stuff like that. For some reason, it's only horns that go in the compendium. And that also applies to the dragon parts. Like, for some reason, two out of the five different types of dragon parts you can take pictures of, but the rest you can't. Man, there are five. Okay. But so there's that. But, like, when you take a picture of something and it goes into the compendium, it also gives you the extra information, which tells you, like, the cooking effects. Which, that's why I wish it would put all the parts in, because then you'd actually be able to know what the effects were without having to just experiment. I see, yeah. Because it's really annoying, because it's like... Because almost all the monster parts, the effect is just, like, adds a certain amount of time onto the buff. So there's a few that are actually better, like guts generally give you a oh. higher amount of time on the buff. So is that just in the compendium normally? Yeah, oh, if you've cool. taken a picture of the part. I, I didn't notice that. And it will tell you, it tells you that for all the material, all the materials, like all the plants and stuff, it will say what the actual, not that you can't look that up in the normal menu, it's just for the monster parts, it tells yeah, yeah. you that in, what the, what in the, the compendium menu. What the increases. So yeah, you can look through there and be like, oh well, get the these guts give you a slightly better bonus than than horns or whatever when you're making elixirs. I don't think guts are in the compendium now that I think about it, but I already kind of knew guts from Breath of the Wild, where it's like guts just give you a slightly better bonus. The more you say guts, that's one of those words that sounded weirder to me every yep. time you say it. But the, so the weird thing about this is that like so guts. you take pictures of of two specific parts of the dragon, one of which is the horns. And it, the horns have a ridiculous cooking bonus where it's like it basically maximizes the time on buffs, which is 30 minutes. Hmm. So you can just make potions that last 30 minutes if you use a dragon horn. Except that's not entirely correct because you cannot make potions that use dragon horns because for some reason dragon horns are classed as food, not elixir. What? <laughs> Which caused really? me to waste a bunch Not of parts initially. Oh, so you actually made some dubious food. Yeah, I haven't made any dubious food yet. <laughs> well, you should because you need that. You need that for completing the, the, the recipe list. The recipe and also, there's another reason somewhere in the world that you'll find eventually. But okay. then you can just intentionally make some dubious food. Yeah, sure. <laughs> 
but yeah, I'm the first couple of times I tried making elixirs because I I I've already figured out a really awesome elixir setup that makes like triple speed boost, which I've just been using continuously, obviously. Because why wouldn't you? <laughs> oh my my echo got the word elixir confused. Yeah, of course. But yeah, I've been using triple speed boost potions continuously because obviously, and once I figured out a a, a recipe that firstly gives you triple speed boost and also lasts a decent amount of time mm. and you know when, if you critically succeed the recipe it extends the buff even more mm. <laughs> but now i'm like well i can do that with monster parts right so what if i use a dragon part that gives a 30 minute buff but they know you can't use that recipe because that's a potion recipe not a food right. recipe yeah. so i had to come up with a different one <laughs> for that i don't know that i found enough there's always no wait. No, it's the restless stuff you can use to make speed boosts, right? Restless crickets and uh, I don't remember with what uh, restless crickets might be stamina. Oh, it's hot-footed frogs, fleet lotus seeds, rush rooms. Ah, yes, fleet lotus. But yeah, the re- the recipe here's my here's my tip gaming tip. If you want to have triple speed boost, it's free free fleet lotus seeds and a frog and a monster part usually. That gives you the triple speed boost. Nice recipe. That's and it's you know one frog and three fleet loads of seeds is pretty easy to get. Mm. And then if you crit, if that's like seven minutes of buff, and then if you crit success, it gives you like twelve minutes, which is decent. The only trouble with that is because it involves because it uses the fleet lotus seeds and they have a healing component the elixir still gets the healing and you can crit succeed on the healing not on the buff so it could only it, when you crit succeed the cooking it only alters one of those uh, right, so you okay. can just get the one that gives you more health rather than the longer buff yeah so that is the one slight disadvantage of that recipe so is it so no other fast material then like is it just the fleet and the frog well you can do it with if you there's another way to get the the other way I used to do it for the triple buff is like if you use I think it's like three frogs and one lizard and then a monster part so that doesn't have a healing component so you always with it crits you always get the extended time right, yeah. but then you're using free time free frogs rather than lotuses which are much easier to get mm. which is why I moved to that recipe because I just had tons of lotuses and I was like oh yeah. And then, you know, that's another one of those slightly subtle things about the cooking mechanics is that, like, things that are technically food and elixir parts, like mushrooms, you can put those in either because they, they count for both. Mm. Which is sort of makes sense from a traditional potion making aspect of using mushrooms. Yes. But, you know, you might not necessarily realize that unless you've thought of that logic that some things do count in both classes just depends on whether the critter is there with the monster part but yes i, 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 I don't i haven't played much with cooking this time around because somehow i've just ended up with a full food well you do and uh, <laughs> like i've sold tons of food basically because right. i mean all the shitty rice balls that addison gives you all the time and they're like <laughs> i'm gonna sell that for like 12 quid sure <laughs> most of the time i just eat them <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's where I haven't been doing. But now that I'm on like speed buff constantly, I'm just like I don't can't eat anything else. Mm. I've always overrun my buff, <laughs> my one buff. 
It's like the bunny ears in Majora's Mask. Yep, you always have to have it on. Always wear them. Yep. But although that's still the thing in this game, of course, the armor armor abilities. Like that's why I I I always wear the barbarian armor, so I have the attack bonus because obviously that conserves weapon durability as well mm. inherently. But then that's why I wear that's why I I wear the attack bonus so I don't have to constantly eat to get it. Right. Rather gotcha. than wearing armor, which would give you more armor, and then using the food to give you the attack bonus. I see. Yeah. And then I, you know, I have some defense buff food just in case I come across something I feel like I need it for, but I don't think I do any longer. I think I'm past that point. Hmm. I'll fight whatever. Also, the barbarian armor is now fully upgraded, so that's it's as much armor as it's ever going to get. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I'm pretty good. Yeah, find more sets. I think I've not had a set bonus thing come up yet. Yeah, that is somewhat of a problem, of course, because like now that they're all just dispersed randomly in caves across the world, mm. it's like you don't. There's no necessarily. I don't think there's really any logic to where they are, except for obviously the the mm. like uh, weather specific armor sets in each region, like the ice set for the Rito area, and then the. And I don't mean the Rito armor. I mean the the ice buff armor, whatever the hell that's called. Oh, what the attack in cold weather? Yeah, the thing. attack, the cold weather attack one that you find in caves. So all, all three parts of that are in Heber or whatever, and then mm. there's the fire one and the lightning one. They're all in their specific regions, but then all the other parts are just randomly in caves across the world. Which is why it took me forever to find the last part of the rubber armor. <laughs> right, and it sucks even more if you want, say, the the miner's armor from the depths, because then it's just in random chests in depths. Oh man. Which you might at least find an old map to. Yes, but yeah. then of course the map doesn't tell you if this is just here's a chest in the depths that contains like crystallized charges or mm. an armor piece. Right, yeah. <laughs> I did finally find the last. Well, I say I finally found. I fucking looked up which one of the map maps led to the last piece of the miner's armor because I hadn't found it and it was really pissing me off because mm. <laughs> I had like all the other sets of armor and I was just missing that one and I wanted to find out what the what the armor bonus was to see whether it was useful I still don't have any of those not even never discovered it but um, unfortunately it wasn't that useful I mean I guess it's sort of useful because obviously when you have the full the full miner's armor gives you like tier 3 glow <laughs> right. so you can just wear it in the depths of the sea without having to light see stuff a up better anyway. yeah. somewhat yeah. but then like the armor bonus for it is like you basically leave a trail of glowing patches behind you as you run around oh, which weird. is not super useful but no. it's kind of nice I guess a little huh. bit more light not like you'll have a higher chance of mining better materials no that would also have been nice like more materials <laughs> get your zonite in but yeah, that that's the reason why I was trying to find that, because obviously, you know, that's new to this game. There was no glow buff in the last game. Get your glow buffs. No, don't get your glow buffs. Don't even bother. <laughs> Just use bright blooms and then that's more than enough. Yeah. Man, the number of times I've seen people being like, oh, I use Reju all the time. I mean, minor spoilers for Riju's mechanic, I guess. I use Riju all the time because her her ability can act as like an echo location because it highlights the terrain as it as it pans out from you or whatever. So I'm using her for, to go through the depths without having to without having to use bright blues. It's like, man, that'd be such a pain in the ass. I can't imagine why you'd want to do that. It's so slow, right? Because the the, re the the 
time the respawn timers on the sages well her one specifically because it you toggle it and then it shows up the the what is basically the air of effect and then that hangs around for a while and then if you don't use it it just resets but it doesn't start the cooldown so you can just trigger it again off her mm. it's only when you actually fire it off that it goes into a cooldown state i did, I did have the um I still think that's a that's one the worst control decision in the game is the the A on the A on everything A on your sage friend <laughs> to, to to do its do their power because that did that did that that's bitten me a few times yep and things have exploded in my face yep and uh, that's that's not been that's not been that entertaining <laughs> well I mean it was a bit entertaining because <laughs> you know explosions in your face but but also. Yeah, should have, should have been an avoidable control. So there should have been some other way of doing it. Yes. I mean, as people have pointed out, like they should have just done it like they did in the last game, where the controls were specific to each one and were context-sensitive to what you were doing, essentially. Mm, in some way, yeah. <laughs> But still, it's a bit of a nitpick, but it's a it's it's a it's a meaningful one. But you're much less likely to accidentally trigger them in combat because normally they're not standing next to you in combat; they're just running around all over the place. So when you do want to trigger them in combat, it's really annoying. Yeah, you can't, yeah, because <laughs> they're over there somewhere. Yeah. And there is, I don't know if you've seen it, but on the loading screen, there's a tip where it's like, if you whistle, the sage avatars will come closer to you. And it's oh, like, does that work? I can't even tell. What's the horse whistle? <laughs> yeah, if you just use the whistle, huh. they're meant to group up next to you. But I honestly can't tell if it's doing anything <laughs> at all. <laughs> okay. Squad. Yeah. I think that's there's not really much else that I need to talk about in terms of like the the grind that I've been on. Like I said, I think I, I think I'm done with mod, uh, with dragon parts. I may not be done with stars. <laughs> I don't really know how many of those I'm going to need. I haven't estimated it yet by looking at how many incomplete armor sets I still have of the of the reference armor or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Found a um probably the most. I don't know if it's confusing or annoying, but I'm it's one of those things I have to hope to remember things. I've discovered so far is I found a thing that looked like a puzzle, so I did the thing. Yeah, and it played the diddle It played the diddle Right, and then nothing happened, and I'm like, "What have I just done? I don't understand." So I sort of scoured the area to be like, "Is any is there anything interesting else around here? Has anything happened?" And it's like because it didn't camera pan to anything, right? Anything like that? And I'm like, "What?" I don't know what I've achieved here. Um, so, but I then at one point clearly walked slightly too far away from the thing, so the, the the puzzle state reset. Right. And I put the thing back in the thing, and then it didn't play the diddle diddle diddle. Yeah. The second time I did it, and I'm like, okay, I have no idea what this is doing. I'm going to take a photo of it just in case. <laughs> well, yeah, as you do. <laughs> but, but I found that mildly annoying. It's like, why, why even? make the sound for it and have given me no indication of what i've achieved and then if it, if it's not a permanent thing like like because it resets when you're not too far away um 
it, like what is the what is the meaning of this <laughs> well i think i know i think it must be the same one that, that happened to me too but the thing is that like i walked a certain distance away and part of it reset and then i went and put it back in but then when i then went away again it stayed <laughs> it stayed the second time so when i okay. came back for the actual purpose of that it was still done basically weird okay. <laughs> yeah it just, it just struck me as slightly strange yes that wasn't that uh, yeah it is just a case of like there's that one situation where it's linked to a quest that you aren't doing yet basically yeah but it still triggers the the completion ding <laughs> yeah for some reason it really shouldn't well there should be some other i mean it, it doesn't even need to do that at all in that case like Sure, it would be weird that you'd be able to put the things back in back in place, and then it wouldn't do anything at all. But then maybe that would make it slightly more obvious that it's a thing you have to come back to later. Yeah, <laughs> rather than playing a completion sound effect like something happened right then. It's just that usually the game doesn't put things in the in in the space that you can do so. You know, unless it's unless it's currently unless active. it's already active, yeah. or uh, more to the point, it doesn't matter if it's active or not. And like you doing the thing will reveal something anyway, right? Yeah, you know the, the game's normally very good at that, and it's um, yeah, it, it, I don't know, it's weird because it's like yeah, the game's normally as I say very good at managing that stuff, and it so it it stands out when there's something that they've perhaps slightly fumbled on that front, and it's like I'm, I'm sure there's a lot to manage and a lot of moving parts like this, but yeah, that was um noticeable. Yeah, I mean, a there, minor fumble. There was definitely several ways that they could have managed that. Like, they could have closed the door to that place until you were on that quest, even because <laughs> there's no reason to allow you to go in into the place until uh, you're yeah, on the I quest. Don't, I don't think we're talking about the same thing. Well, I think we probably there's no door involved. I mean, um, there was in Breath of the Wild. Is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> there used to be a door there. Well, then I don't know. Um, <laughs> my memory of Breath of the Wild is apparently quite poor. Yes, um, <laughs> quite poor. Anyway, anyway, still, still, still plodding through that. Yeah, tons of breath of Yeah, I played a lot less this last two weeks, I guess, compared to the previous ones. Yeah, but a lot less I, is still a lot. Yeah, I've definitely played less of it this last couple of weeks. I, I'm, I'm feeling the need for something else. Like I'm, um, I wouldn't say I'm out. Like, but it's well, like, no. but but a bit of variety is is now required in my in my gaming schedule. But then, but then, all I've actually other been playing, apart from small bits of Derg and Rocket League and whatnot, as always, standard. I just played a lot more auction, not included. But I, it's really annoying because so I was playing that weird flipped asteroid mm, from the, the, the rotated, yeah, the special one, and I played that to a certain point where it was because it's it it's it's in. <laughs> In the DLC version of map generation, there's still what they call classic map generation, where the asteroid you start on is big. Because in the spaced out version of train generation, even the asteroid you start on is as small as all the other ones to encourage the space part. <laughs> Whereas in the classic generation, the starting asteroid is big and then all the other ones are small. So you can sort of stay on the main one for longer before you need to do the space thing, but obviously because it's still in the space out DLC, the space still works like that. So playing this flipped asteroid, I hadn't even done any space stuff. 
In fact, I hadn't even gone through the teleporter to the one that you could teleport to. I was still only using the primary asteroid. And then I got to the point where I was thinking about, now I need to go through the teleporter and start space stuff. And then I was just like, I should just go back to my actual save. Mm. I should stop playing this weird new save and go back to the last save where I'd got so far and I should actually continue with my plans there. Try and try and finish a thing. Well, yeah, maybe. But the trouble is that when now I went back to my actual save, it just runs so badly. <laughs> it's just reached that point where it's just like there's too much going on and my system can't handle it any longer. I'm trying to think. I'm sure there's plenty of other games where the process of finishing a thing isn't the fun part of the game, so you never end up getting around to doing it. Sure. Like I'm, I'm trying to remember what those like. Normally, I guess it's like for me, like any any kind of sim game, right? The number of number of games I actually finish mm. with that. Like no, like back in the day, start I'll start a game of Civ, never finish it. I'll get I'll get so far through and then go nah. <laughs> well, just- that's slightly weird because that's just like a time limit thing more than a. Well, unless I mean, it can be a game of Civ can take forever. I'm sure, but I mean, it's it's always going to end after a certain number of turns. Yeah, trying to think, like maybe it was like not really a choice, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I guess you don't really do that, and in like action games, particularly, it has to be like some kind of like sim or strategy game of some description where you get so far in, and then it's just like you never actually finish the the round or whatever. Never finish that that playthrough. I mean, with Oxygen included, I definitely like. Like the early game is slightly more fun in that, like you're dealing with the small problems. Because when you're getting, when I'm in my late game save, I'm like, now I'm dealing with the big problems, and doing and solving any of these big problems is going to take so long. Just mm. like just this one project, designing it and building it, and just spending the time in the game to to get this one thing done, and that's like. You know that's why you fall off in that end because it's like now it's sure. now, now, now it's, it's now it's more work. Yeah, now it's getting intimidatingly long processes. Yeah, do I actually want to do that? And also some amount of like indecision. I I'm like I was talking before about when I was playing that other save of talking about whether I wanted to build the nuclear reactor or not. Where it's just like it's a huge project to do that, but do I really need to do that? Do I want to do that? Uh, would I? Would there really be a purpose for doing it other than seeing if I could in this specific save, in this specific base? Mm. <laughs> just reminded me, I never really finished any part of No Man's Sky. <laughs> like, not, not any well, element of it. Did I, like, not that there's finish. much to finishing No Man's Sky, yeah. really, I guess. I don't know, yeah. But yes, I did finally in my in my real save of Oxygen Oxygen, I did finally I did finally commit to doing a big project, which was to on the starting asteroid on that save, there's like a pair of volcanoes which I've just sort of built around up to this point. And I was like, well, okay, now I can now I'll finally tap into those and build a volcano power plant or whatever. Hmm. But I the trouble with that is it's not necessarily that the project took a long time, because I I'd seen that their volcanoes were dormant, so I was like, okay, I've got like 30 cycles until they turn back on, so that would give me time to build the whole thing around them before they start putting magma all over the damn place. <laughs> so that's good. So I did that, but then I was like, well, it's, I've finished the build, and now it's 15 cycles to go until they actually start erupting, so I'm just going to have to sort of wait, which was annoying to start with. But then the trouble with that is that like, the way the volcanoes were, well, the way all the vents and geysers and stuff working actually not included, they have their time where they're dormant, 
So that time expired, it, like it, it goes from dormant into active, but being active doesn't necessarily mean it immediately starts erupting. So these volcanoes is like, I was waiting for the timer to go down for them to finish being dormant. And then it's like, and they're active, erupts in four more cycles. <laughs> so I'm like, God damn it, I have to wait even longer. And then when they did finally erupt in four more cycles and the magma started coming out, it didn't actually put out enough magma to fill the room that I needed it to fill with magma to actually turn on the power plant. And uh, then it's like, now I have to wait another 15 cycles for them to erupt again. <laughs> God damn it. So I still don't know whether this whole power plant is actually going to work or not. Because <laughs> yeah. I still have, doesn't have enough magma in to actually start. And is it one of those games where you can't just put it in fast forward for 15 cycles? Well, again, my computer can't handle it. Oh, right. Like, if as soon as, even running at the slower speed, it will sometimes, like, tank the frame rate to, like, below 20 or <laughs> worse. I mean, it, I don't, obviously, the tanking the frame rate is good because then it's still running the, you know, the, computational processes of the, of the game it's sacrificing frame rate to keep the actual simulation running yeah. essentially but it's just difficult to look at <laughs> and also you can't really you can't even like pan the camera around when it's running that badly yeah, right yeah <laughs> so every time i actually want to do something i have to essentially pause and then go and set it up and then start the game running again when it's running this bad but yeah, and again, I like I built this whole lava power plant, and it might not work. Like I've only built one of these, one of this kind once before, and it was a, and it's not the same design really. So I, I looked up some of the theory in, in wikis and whatnot, and like came up with an idea. But I don't technically know whether it's going to work. And if it doesn't work, you know, when you're dealing with magma, that's real bad. <laughs> if you suddenly have a big pool of molten rock sitting around and it's now, you, now it's melting everything or whatever, that's going to fuck everything up. But then, 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 then that's why I, like, as soon as I started digging into these volcanoes, I was like, I'm going to make a separate save in case I want to revert this. But then the trouble with that is, of course, now it's a save that's like, 50 cycles in the future because I've had to wait for so long before these volcanoes actually start erupting. So there's all the other stuff I've done in, the mid, in that same time in the other parts of my base that I'd be undoing if I undid this. Right. But yeah, I think it'll probably work. How efficiently though, who knows? And I also, as always, made some contingencies to be like, if I need to go in there and deal, like open it back up, theoretically I can. People might have to wade through lava somewhat, but <laughs> that's fine. Job hazard. They actually survived that pretty good in, in, in Atmo suits. These are some amazing Atmo suits. <laughs> it burns everything. I remembered something I was playing. Oh yeah, that I didn't talk about. Uh, I've, oh yeah, I've played. I wouldn't say many hours, but a few hours of Psychonauts: The Rhombus of Ruin. Right, the VR one. The VR one. Yeah, I don't get much chance to play VR stuff these days, so I've I've done it in. Oh, how, I think how, I've had like two sessions over the course of the last two months on it, so it's like it's been it's a bit bit disjointed. Um. Uh, but yeah, so it's, it's the it's kind of the missing chapter in the Psychonauts games because there's, a, there's <laughs> does it a, fill in all that lore? Does it make any sense? Uh, I mean, I don't know because I guess it hasn't got to the 
I haven't got to the end of it yet, right. so I don't know. Um, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Don't know quite where. Like, but it, the, the missing chapter isn't necessary. Um, but like, yeah, it's in, it's in between Psychonauts one and two, story wise. Um, uh, basically, at the end of uh, at the end of Psychonauts one, you just get on the on the on the the ship, right? The the the, 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 the sort of aircraft thing they have, uh, and you're and you're off to psi hq or something but uh but you you, you realize that, that lily's dad has been kidnapped oh no um so you, you go to the to go to the place where where it might be happening um uh it's not the bermuda triangle it's the rhombus of ruin because <laughs> of course they had to change it uh and then um uh uh yeah so in, but but in psychonauts 2 like you've 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 clearly this mission has clearly been a success or something because that you're you 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 you've achieved that goal and it's referenced and things like that in in psychonauts 2 as um as that having happened um uh so yeah this is this is you rescuing yourself and and your cohorts from from the Bermuda triangle <laughs> and it's um it's interesting because so, they've had to always. It's not a platformer in any way. It's not like anything like that. Um, it's um, you're you're basically playing as Raz, but using your uh, but you are restrained. You've been you've been captured and you're effectively stuck in your seat. So the mechanics are all about using your your psycho. So, sorry, why do you even call it psi powers? Let's just call them psi um, uh, to to manipulate the world around you without you being able to do things. So that works by using a um, uh, a uh, conveniently one of the powers in the psycho psychonauts universe is clairvoyance, which you know means you can see the world through someone else's eyes. So you're hopping your mental vision from person to person by looking at someone and going, "I want to see through your eyes now," and then you can then you're sort of moving through the world virtually that way. So it's their way of doing like a teleport mechanic, I guess. But you're oh, not okay, actually moving cool. as the character. It's just your mind moving well, that's into, a good idea. into other people. Which means they can do the clairvoyance thing that Psychonauts does at times where you look through their eyes and you see the world as they do and see, see that it's messed up <laughs> in, in places or not right. And uh, that can lead to, to puzzles. Uh, it's... I'd say the game is like in in, it, in itself is more, is more akin to like a it's a bit like a, a point and click adventure in the sense that it's quite quite a linear hmm. it's a, well, it's, it's totally linear but you get put into a new area there's a puzzle to solve by manipulating the world around you you have to do this this thing to that and this thing to that and then there'll be some dialogue uh, and then you move on and then all the path opens up and you go do the next thing and you just you just keep going through it and it's um um uh, it, it's 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 never. I guess it's 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 fairly inventive, and like so, you'll go to an area, and then it'll be it'll be something new to do. Though they won't necessarily repeat tasks all that often, or you'll go somewhere, and there'll be a, there'll be a slide puzzle for some reason, or you'll go here, and it'll be like it'll be about combining elements together to make something else, and then you have to make put that something on the thing to do a certain thing that a certain character recognizes to breaking them out of a trance and all that kind of stuff. And it's um does it lose a lot from the psychonauts aesthetic by not having the world of the minds, essentially? Yeah, I mean yeah, arguably, yeah, because it's not as mad because you are or it is mostly in the real you know, in, in <laughs> for for as much as the Yeah. So as much as much as the rhombus of ruin is 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 the real world, it's all kind of you know crafted in a specifically weird way. Um, 
yeah, you're not like going into people's heads in the way that those games work. Like you're not going through the door and ending up in their weird mental states. Um, so yeah, I, I think it probably does lose a little something from in that respect. Like you get your brief glimpses of it when you go into certain characters' heads and you can see what they they see mm. in the, in the room you're in, but um, but it only like changes a few models here and there. It's not like dramatically changing the aesthetic or anything as nuts as that or um i guess that's the limitation they were working with like it's just it was there was there it was double fine's experiment into vr well um, i mean that's not necessarily a limitation they had to work with like uh, you could have if you've been watching psychology it was like it was it wasn't done on a very big budget well sure but, but i don't that's not what i mean <laughs> i mean the the game that they made could have still worked in the context of going into people's minds and having the whole aesthetic change. Yeah, I wonder. Because the gameplay is, would, you know, that would fit in any environment in theory. <laughs> but I wonder that if that would have meant they would have, would have had to have made it a much bigger project to make it a much bigger game. Well, it would have been... Because I'm it not would convinced have been a, this is a very long well, experience. Sure. It um, would have been a much higher art load, sure. Yeah. <laughs> would have been the main thing. Yeah. But gameplay-wise, if you'd just taken the same number of levels or whatever and just put different aesthetics on it, Potentially. It could have worked in the Potentially. same. Yeah, they could they could have gone a bit more to town on that, maybe. Um, uh, yeah, I imagine budgetary constraints and like just limiting the scope of the project because they were targeting PSVR one with yeah. this as well, um, and to not be too far out from PSVR one's launch, which is sensible given Sony's track record of supporting hardware. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I guess there were plenty plenty of project limitations on this, but. Uh, it's it's well made, is what I would say. Like it's I, I don't know I don't know if I've really played many what I would call like bigger budget experiences in VR. This is kind of my I guess my first one of those that isn't like just a small indie project. I don't know, I guess this is also an indie project because Double Fine and all that stuff. They weren't owned by Microsoft at this point and just barely. Just barely. Yeah, <laughs> well they weren't far from it, but yeah. Um It's good. It's good. There's the I mean, it's. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure every joke is landing, and there are some places where it does it overbarks. Let's say you know that that probably the most annoying, one of the most annoying like game foibles. It's where thing people are just and things are just talking at you too often, often with repetitive lines. Um, it does that on occasion, so that's 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 a small against. Um, and there's definitely been moments where I've been in the middle of Raz saying something and then I've just done something else because VR I just can and it's cut him off mid-sentence and the game doesn't handle right. that particularly well at times. And um, uh, but Yeah, it looks nice. You know, it looks like Psychonauts. I've got no problems with the visuals as a, you know, they, they, did, well, they did well going back to the Psychonauts aesthetic uh, before... You know, after I guess it was a long old time, maybe ten years after Psychonauts One had been made, that they went back and did this. That's it's good. It's good. Get some good. VR. I should do more stuff in VR. VR's cool. Like it's, um, <laughs> but it is just it's. I don't. I don't know if I can. I still don't think I've ever got my VR legs. If that's a that's a thing, you know, like I, I don't feel like I could be in there for a super long periods of time. Like so, I played. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, I guess I did like an hour and a bit of it in the last session I played of it, and it's um, that's you know, it's made, that might be my limit to a certain extent. Like it's just, just starts the headset just starts to get a bit uncomfortable, and your eyes start to feel a bit weird. Um, 
I wasn't getting motion sickness from this because you can play it entirely seated, right? You you actually don't need to use your hands as controllers in this. You're basically using them just as button inputs and the mm. sticks mm. on them because I think it was designed because it was designed for PSVR. I think it was designed for PSVR with a controller, right? Um, but the control, even even the controller location isn't isn't relevant. You're so you're sitting there, nice guys. You do have to look around a fair amount. There's stuff. There's sometimes stuff completely a- above you, and it can sometimes help to turn a little bit around behind you and things like that. But um, but it's a seated experience, so that's quite nice. Don't have to clear space for it, which is also increasingly a problem in baby times. Yeah, I guess um, so. Yeah, I should do more stuff in VR. VR's cool. Maybe that quest that quest three sounds interesting though. I don't want one, but like just the just the pure bullet point that it's lighter. Like yeah. it's, a, it's a thinner, lighter mop design, and it's like, well, that immediately sounds like a game change. <laughs> don't necessarily care about the rest of your feature set. It's interesting that Apple, you know, they usually want to make the slickest product they can, but when they're doing this Vision Pros, they're like, yeah, we'll put the battery in a pack that's attached by a cable <laughs> because we don't want you to have to carry the battery on your head on top of everything else. Yeah, which is not the worst idea, honestly. Um, although the solution in MetaLat or... For like third party accessories to the Quest 2 has been like, well, attach a battery to the back of your head and then that balances the weight. So you will all yeah. add more weight to balance weight. <laughs> well, it should already be balanced though. That's the whole point, right? Yeah. Well, the, the straps that come in the Quest 2 with the Quest 2 are rubbish. Sure. Like, I'm, I'm pretty happy that I upgraded my strap rig. Um, There's something a bit more, a bit more PSVR like, honestly. Um, you know, I know, I know. Regular consumers would have hated it, but like they should have just put most of <laughs> one one weird tip. <laughs> yeah, they should have just put most of the technology stuff in like a tiny backpack that you just mount on your shoulders. Oh man, that would just, yeah. it would be terrible design wise, and everyone yeah. would hate it. But it would be way more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, in some ways, it's not the worst, right? If you could wear it a bit like a battery pack, like for for microphone kits, right? Yeah. But, um, well, maybe not. Not on your hip, though. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. It depends on the game, I guess. But like, the hip's probably not a terrible location, actually. Well, I mean, it depends how it's attached to your hip. You don't want to be in a like belt dragging situation. It just depends on the clipping, but yeah. But yes, I mean, obviously, that would have been a horrible. Bit of, it would look horrible. The design would be horrible. Consumers would hate it, but it would just be way more comfortable. It would be way more comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, in some respects, that's why I like the fully cabled solutions. Like, well, PSVR two is still cabled, right? Mm. Um, but it's powered off uh, that yeah. cable as well, isn't it? I don't think it has batteries in it, so it's um, uh, it, it can get away with a lighter, lighter unit. Weight makes a huge difference with this stuff. Yeah, the old, the old, the old school solution of just like having a backpack with a laptop in it. That you uh-huh. know, that <laughs> that worked for a reason. Wear a Dreamcast on your back with a keyboard out front, yep. and then <laughs> the type people dead. <laughs> Man, I still need to get around to play. I need to do more light gun game and stuff as well. But summer gets in the way of that because it's light for longer. Um, too, too much backlighting. Too much backlighting. Yeah, like, I, 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 I do want to get around to playing um, House of the Dead Overkill with it because I'm sure that'll be good fun. And then I can do it with typing of the dead overkill. <laughs> where you can play the not typing version of typing of the day yeah 
Well, no, no, typing in the dead overkill has both versions included. Well, that's what I mean. So it's it's nice. like, <laughs> you, can, you can play this game which they specifically called a thing relevant to the thing, but then they gave you this other option as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. So many games I need to play. Oh, and like there's some, there's some bangers on Game Pass at the moment as well. It's just mm, too many games. Too many games. But that's the end of this podcast, probably, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. That's the end of this podcast about games, because we've talked about all of the games that we have played. Oh, I guess we didn't have um, a TV section um, this week. I watched that there, Hawkeye. <laughs> I watched all of it. It's good. I enjoyed it oh, a lot. Oh, the Christmas thing. The Christmas thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, it was a good show. Yeah, it was good. I mean... Hayley Steinfeld. I feel like the casting is what makes it, right? She's really sure. good. And then fucking Florence, Florence Pugh pops up. Sure. And she's amazing in literally everything. Yeah. Uh, and obviously it's about Jeremy Renner. He's, he's doing a good job of look, looking disinterested and bored. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is appropriate for the character. <laughs> well, they managed to... It, maybe that he feels like that about Marvel. But I mean, they pa- they parlayed that into a good series. <laughs> you know, it makes sense. Yeah, it works. It's... Uh... He's like, ugh, had enough of this shit. Yeah, uh, I had a good time of it. It's decent. Um, I guess Secret Invasion is the, next. Uh, oh, I'll get around to watching did, that. Although they, I probably should have watched Black Widow the before. Full blown version of the musical. Yes, I did the, see the extra the, scene. The, yeah. Like Avengers musical. <laughs> yes, it's so, but it's, it's they would definitely do that. I was as much as I hate musicals, I kind of enjoyed that scene because it is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, it's a it's a take off, obviously, but yeah, I got, I got, yeah, Secret Invasion. I'm not it. hearing much about it, given that no, it's, it's the current show. Yeah, like, is it? How is that? Is it? Did it? Did it drop all at once, or is it releasing episodes slowly? No, or? I think it's I think it's week by week, and I right. think there's loads of fame, famous people in it, but no one is talking about it, Weird. apart from complaining about titles being made with ai and getting very annoyed about it Wait, well, hopefully they've already finished production also what do you mean ti- what they like the opening titles or something the like, opening titles are like clearly mid-journey or whatever basically no way. and they're, they're, and uh, disney are like it's an artistic choice yeah because that's the theme of the show is that it's weird i mean uh, but I, it's o- obvious yeah yeah i mean that's that could be cool because you know ai stuff is weird and hilarious um yeah, inconvenient also, timing. Though. Not good timing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm. And now, now the actors are going on strike. So the whole, all of Hollywood is going on. Oh, wait, that's on happening as well. Yes, they've just yeah. This week. The actors are joining the writers this week. Oh yeah. man! Uh, so as I say, down. I just they better hope they've already finished production. it's it's serious business yeah like i was just at this uh family thing yesterday and my cousin's married to a a, a, she works in um like the costume department of all these big movies yeah yeah of course everything stops and and yeah everything is stopping everyone's getting fired she's got a job because they're doing she explained they're doing something called franchising where if you make some a production that's big enough uh then they keep you on afterwards to make copies of the lead uh, actors' costume to put in exhibitions. And oh right, I see. Gotcha. <laughs> things yeah. you know, so you can have a Captain America costume, and you know, you can put it on display in various, mm. for example. Uh, so she's got a, a job do, doing that for a while, but um, in general, it's shutting down. And, well, and, and it's yes, interesting because the, the being in the broadcast, UK. I know this quite well because the the most most equipment for yeah. 
like film and TV is is not bought. It's often rented. No, it's um, rented. So yeah. so the rental yeah. market stops. So uh, yeah, a, a, a big revenue stream. Yeah, just goes. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. It probably lasts a while. <laughs> Maybe yeah. the rest well, of the year. <laughs> let's, hope, let's hope it's not as long as the last writer strike because we ended up with some terrible things. <laughs> Well, the brightest strike's already been going on for like two yeah, months oh, at this point. It's, yeah, it's a, well, yeah, but the last one was friggin' ages, wasn't it? Uh, at least it's the actor strike too. They can't make stuff with terrible non-writing. I, I suppose that's true. Actually, <laughs> well, yeah. but they can make they can make things with terrible non-unionized actors. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, but the- oh, maybe I'm back in. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Oh no! <laughs> hey, speaking speaking of oh no, no yeah. okay. Uh, Sonic Prime season two dropped. Oh, did it? Yeah, finally. So, so we can we can so we can resolve these weird unresolved things. I mean, I don't know if it resolves. Well, it, like, we can add some more unresolved things to the already unresolved things. Yeah. So, so yeah, we can we can watch that. Um, I also finished off a Gretzico. They're not making any more of that apparently. So, season five is the last season. That's a shame. It was real good. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, more, please. <laughs> Aggressive code's excellent if you haven't watched it. It's it's yeah, go go for it on, on Netflix. Uh yeah, there you go. That's my TV bit done. That's TV. That's TV. <laughs> also weird uh, a, a, a weird thing for me to want to watch, right? Like, like Noam and I thought it's like, you know, because we tend to watch like uh shows like Only Connect when we have lunch and things like that. So we'll have lunch and watch watch an episode of Only Connect or something. Uh yeah, we look. We like our game shows. We like our incredibly difficult game shows. What are you, you going to do about it? So we thought, like, actually, we got into Only Connect quite late. So we thought, oh, we could just go back and watch old ones. Th- these questions aren't going to age that mm. badly. Surely they're all on iPlayer. Mm. No, they are not. You can only go back like a year of, of content, and then yeah, yeah and then BBC's bad for that. Yeah, they don't exist. Uh, so it's, I don't know why they do that? Yeah, uh, yeah. There's like someone that's put up a few season, a few of the very first seasons on YouTube. Um, there must be a reason watch, for that but like so half of those are blocked because someone is saying like oh well, no, you don't own the license to this content um, but not all of them weirdly that's that's the strange thing <laughs> I don't because Netflix would never do that if they make content they'll stick keep it there forever their own content that they make I don't know about that but, like the BBC <laughs> always yeah talk- I mean I don't know that it's happened yet but I guess they might be forced to delist something if it was a licensed product and there was some agreement there that goes wrong uh, uh, mm. but generally yes if Netflix made it I would I would assume they would yeah. keep it up because they, they've still kept they the Bebop up right even though they didn't up. like it <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that was not the worst one ever. I don't think Bebop was fine. <laughs> but like, why can't I, by paying my license fee and with all the streaming technology, why can't I watch BBC sitcoms from the nineteen seventies? Like, why not? Because they need why you to watch actual TV. That's mm. why. Mm. Well, the BBC still haven't got their act- still. <laughs> Let's not forget the BBC still haven't got their act together on four K and things like that. Like, you can watch it on iPlayer Live, but you can't stream you can't they don't they don't ever host anything like for for watching later in 4k or anything like that that's that still hasn't happened i mean they have um, literally oh. just now uploaded like the entire series of red dwarf including oh, what, to, including to, to all, yeah on iplayer including all the stuff from dave as well they oh, somehow wow. got the license for that okay that's, that's cool did, did they 
because all of the UK, like almost all of the UK stuff are kind of in this, they kind of work together quite a bit, right? Like BBC often uses ITV materials to, to film stuff. Right. And like they often share studios, stuff like that. Like all, all and like Channel 4 is obviously kind of tied into all of that as well. They all kind of work together and to the point where they were all working on BritBox. Right. right. Yeah, the, the free streaming thing. Well, it wasn't free. That was the oh, thing. Oh, no, yeah. The, yeah. And the non-free The non-free one. But it kind of brought all of them together into a streaming service and supposedly had everything. Like, it would, it had the archives. That was kind of its thing. Um, and that was, I guess, why stuff couldn't turn up on iPlayer, because it was held behind this paywall agreement. Right. Um, but I don't think BritBox has survived. And, like, so maybe that's, like... Maybe that deal has expired now. Yeah, I think I, I don't think BritBox like worked, so they're starting to open it up. And also, it conflicted with Channel Four anyway, because Channel Four has always had like we're going to put all our all our archives on demand of stuff we own, right? Um, for free. <laughs> yeah, streaming so too many streaming services. Keep it simple. Just keep keep it simple and put it there, and people will watch it. But not in the way that they want want you to. No. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean that was a a news thing that was running floating around over the last couple of weeks, right? That there's that there was that study on game preservation, yeah, and that uh, supposedly the state of game preservation is way worse than anyone thought. Although I'm pretty sure everyone thought it was bad. Um, well, I mean. As usual with this kind of thing, the headline overblows it. I think. Yeah, it's about you can't. Re- you it's, can't it's about eighty percent of video there's games. There's no, there's no totally above board way of playing about eighty seven percent of video games that have ever been made. Is is the is the is the thing? But like, it's not necessarily that those have, games don't literally exist. Like someone somewhere might have a cart. No, like you can't you can't just go on a service and buy them. Oh, and and you know most most even arcade stuff has been backed up, and you know we, there's a lot of like backed up material for this stuff. There's just no legal way of you accessing it. Yeah, there's no there's no library equivalent, and and of course it suffers from a technical problem that no other medium has. Right, the ability to play it is hampered by hardware and, yeah. and solutions um so it's a it's a real problem and i um stand by the preservationists and the uh yeah. the historians in trying to provide ways for people to go back and do this because otherwise it's impossible for i don't know entertainment students or academics of the medium i guess to go back and review the past which is a unique problem um Pull it out. I mean, it was always going to be this way as soon as... I mean, it was, I mean <coughs> obviously, it's especially bad with arcade stuff that has specific hardware. Oh, yeah, like, like or specific control. Well, device. yeah, that's what yeah. I mean by specific hardware. Like, yeah. all these different games that had weirdly specific control setups, they were just never going to get preserved. Mm. But, you know, at least the software part probably is backed up. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Because I, sort of, I was sort of thinking about it, because... What the games industry wants, and what any industry, I suppose, wants, is the same thing that live event industry has, right? They want a thing to be a 
uh, a FOMO inducing you got to be there otherwise it's lost to time thing sure like you know you have to go to this exhibition because it's a physical thing and you have to be there you need to go see this thing for real but it's not and quite it's, that bad because you know they, but life they service were, games are that bad well now but they were you know previously video games were still a product yeah. there was still some amount of hype on like the release date cycle and pre-orders and cool. all that stuff but like but that's it fading, was still a thing you just but, buy yeah that's fading but and to, don't get me wrong, games like that still exist. Nintendo are still flying that flag, right? Yeah. Of a game being a game. And good on them. But, uh, you know, everyone's done with life service games now. Hopefully. <laughs> Nobody likes them. Or the, there's t- there's enough successful ones that we don't need anymore. Just like MMOs. Yeah, just like MMOs. Anyway, there we go. I got philosophical on games for the end of this podcast. <laughs> okay. Podcast about video games. Yeah. Nice way to ride it out, I guess. Yeah, hopefully they get preserved a little better than they have. Keep those ROMs. Don't sell your stuff. Somewhere. <laughs> no need to worry. Only Dwarf Fortress is in the museums already. Yeah, and so we're good. Yeah. Or, you know. As long like, as Dwarf Fortress is preserved, then you could pretty much you could preserve all the other games inside Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> I say don't sell yourself. Sell your stuff. To, to Rob. To me. <laughs> Yeah, Respons- sell, sell responsibly. Don't, don't throw gaming stuff away. You got enough room in your attic for? <laughs> oh god, I mean, this is a, this is a whole other thing. I was thinking about that last time I was up there, and like, and I was sort of thinking, it's like, hang on, if Miles starts acquiring stuff, where's it going to go? So <laughs> <Sell> that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not mine. <laughs> yep, that's what happens. <laughs> podcast all right thanks for joining us uh we'll catch you for the next podcast but if you can't wait we've got a youtube channel happy salad so check that out for Woo. um for gaming videos not so, exactly so a substitute for podcast, but you know. <laughs> no but that'll do tide you over check, out, check out some 20 year old games there as well yeah yeah and indeed we'll see you in a couple of weeks for another salad cast goodbye <laughs>